going on, everybody? It is episode 181 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett, and this is an episode. Uh, did we decide? Is it for the boys or is it for the girls? Guest host number one, please tell me, is this one for the boys or the girls? Hello, everyone. Dane Font here, marketing man extraordinaire, and the patron saint of Wild Boys Summer. And through much debate, we chat. We've actually came upon the conclusion this is this is an episode for the single grandmothers around the world <laughs> that 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 is who this one is for do you concur guest host in this two? corner yeah i'm gonna have to give this one to all the future mothers out there all yeah. those ladies that are preparing to have babies this one's for you so we, we were trying to figure out this is uh we can't use the name boys cast because that's copyrighted i believe that's uh, i think ryan long owns the owns the copyright on that one Dirty. so we got a canadian what's the harm th- yeah they might they, they might not care i sent someone the like the he, he posted a sketch the other day it was like uh racist dogs like it's like deprogramming racist dogs it's, it's incredible so we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today we're going to talk about disney and, and just the unstoppable force that seems to be disney no matter what happens it seems like they always end up pulling ahead in some way uh, way shape or form we are going to talk about lisa kudrow and some absolutely insane comments she made uh that that really really bother me about about the show friends taika watiti getting absolutely roasted by the mob uh so guys if you are ready we will get right into it and we will do our best to uh hold out hope for the show in mary's absence today are we ready gentlemen i'm ready man oh we went to dane first are you ready are you ready i am you ready? Very much. Yeah, and you're ready. I'm ju- I jumped the gun. I'm still ready. <gasps> That's how ready. That's how ready you were. <laughs> All right. So th- the first thing we're going to check on, we, we don't have a Chet formation today. What we have, I just want to point out that this is a Chet spiracy. Oh. That is, yes, it's a separate thing. So uh, I want you to point out, uh, we're going to go past his stories today. He hasn't been feeling well. He said that he got food poisoning and he's had to push through and do his workout uh, even in spite of uh, everything like that. But I just want to go and point out what he taught, what he mentions for this last story here. Uh, If you see what it says down in the bottom, it says crisis acting. I think he's a fan. That's what I think. I think he watches the show. Chet, I'm warming up this chair for you. He would be he would be fantastic there. He would be fa- it's, fantastic it's like he's there. just slopping keywords in, like a, like a Vice News article, <laughs> crisis actor, all the things you love. Yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah, so he he hasn't been feeling well, but I just wanted to get that out there. I'm not going to hold him to like making super inspirational quotes on a day when he's not feeling well at all. So. Mm-hmm. Nothing like a pop culture crisis episode to heal the soul. Yes, that's exactly right. So uh, we're going to get right into it. I want to talk about Disney and the fact that it seems like I, I made a joke before we started this. Where I basically said, I said, uh, do we need an Occupy Disney movement or is Disney simply too big to fail? Uh, which is like a, a, in my jumbled brain that made sense. But the idea here is like it seems like no matter how many misfires or how much bad publicity, the, the company just always seems to come out on top no matter what. Uh, and in the most recent earnings call, they have officially surpassed Netflix as the most subscribed company. Now, that is a bit of a false advertising. It's not just Disney+. Plus; It's Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN+, Plus, but are all are owned by Disney. Now have a combined 221 million subscribers passing Netflix, which just lost the 750,000. So is it just... Uh, you hear all the things about um, horrible advertising, about bad behaviors at the parks. You hear everything about the, the CEO, Bob Chapek, isn't like, but it doesn't seem like it ever actually hurts these companies. Is it because these companies have just been embedded so long that they're just too big to actually not succeed? I think that Disney is not impervious to the rule that content is king. And Do you they, think they're making too much content? 
I mean, clearly they've diversified it enough to the point where they're in the number one ranking streaming service now. And the thing about Netflix is that during its like complete peak, like there was pretty much nothing like it. Like honestly, like the co- the type of content that was available over there, and like as compared to like Hulu and everything else, was like pretty much like far and far yeah. above away. But as other companies have seen their success and trying to imitate their like pricing model yeah like they it's not only natural that they're going to keep like losing like grip on the market and they did uh disney did add uh like a new pricing tier basically like they were 7.99 before without ads now they're going to be 7.99 with ads bumping it to 10 thank you bumping it to 10.99 without or with like if you want ad free okay well i think to answer kind of along with what you were saying earlier that walt disney was like the Einstein of animation. Like he yeah. was the ge- absolute groundbreaking world changing genius. And the company's piggybacking off his name and the, the, the IP of the company of a lot of what Walt did. Mickey mouse was, was just transcendent. But another thing that's bothering me is the way that they're counting these analytics that they're saying Disney mm-hmm. passed Netflix. This is something they used to do in 2013 and 14 when companies would buy another company that's getting a hundred thousand clicks per day like Vice would do it, and, or I don't know if Vice particularly, but companies like Vice, and then they would say, Vice gets, the Vice network is getting a, a billion clicks per day. You because and Tim they, have talked about yeah. this on that. And then they'd get, they'd get investment mm-hmm. for a billion clicks per day when they had all these click farms of these little shell companies that they'd bought, not shell companies, but companies they'd bought uh, that weren't actually the company. They were just companies yeah. that the company owned. So Disney didn't pass Netflix. Disney and the companies that Disney owns past Netflix. Yeah, Hulu, they've, they've had, I think they own 70 or 80% of Hulu. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Comcast owns the rest of that, but they're planning to hopefully buy it out Yeah, well, a, another thing is that it's like corporate um, collusion or like when corp- corporations start to buy each other and amalgamate, that's very dangerous. So this isn't really something to, to celebrate that companies buying up all these other companies and now claiming to be the king it's also that i noticed that one of the things they see in the article it's like even after all of that bump in subscribers they're still operating at operating at a 1.1 billion dollar loss so disney is yeah uh, no disney plus is i obviously not disney the the company but uh, to me it's like is this the type of thing where we can ever expect disney to fall I, I really do believe they have as close to a monopoly on the market as as anything, right? With their ownership of Fox properties and Mo- and Marvel properties and uh, what else? They like I said, they have ESPN. Like if you're sports, ESPN Plus is owned by Disney. Disney World. Disney That's World. That's freakish. Disneyland. The amount of governance they had in Florida, like they had their own self governed kind of city. It's, it's up until recently when DeSantis was like, "Nah, I don't think I'm going to let you guys." I don't know what the status is with that right now. He threatened um, to take away their protection. Yeah, for uh, whatever the name is of the the town that they operate in, right? So, it, do you think that this is the type of thing? That, is there even a company that can come out and actually surpass them? I don't know if there is. Netflix is too consolidated into one market, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if if there's a company that can surpass them. But what I do know is that. This, I guess, like profit model of like operating in a negative is not out of the ordinary. Like, just for example, I know it's a different industry, but I know like for uh, typically consoles. Yeah. Originally, when they release, they all like operate on negative there. And it's through like the selling like much later along the line of like peripherals and like some console exclusive games Mm. that like typically like four or five years within like the gaming cycle is that they start like turning out a profit 
So you can't see Disney Plus only as, you know, generating revenue, but it's also you can see it as like a marketing wing oh, of Disney is. as well, right? Well, it's a, they, they've now interlinked like one of my biggest complaints is like if you want to watch the Marvel movies, which like Tim loves to go to the Marvel movies whenever they come out, right? We all go and, and see those. But now you have to watch all of the shows uh, they try to rope you into watching all the shows to have the new movie make sense. So it forces you to buy into Disney from both ends of the spectrum. I don't know if it's if it's ethical to break up a, an entertainment company. Have there been entertainment monopolies in the past? The company got so I, such became well, so like, good that they had to break it apart. When Disney bought Fox, the 20th Century Fox, they weren't allowed to purchase the news side of it. They were only allowed to purchase the entertainment side of it because it would have created, I believe... Uh, somebody in the chat can correct me, but I believe they also own ABC. Uh, Disney also owns ABC, right? So they weren't allowed to buy multiple, uh, buy another network like that. But you don't hear a lot about talk about breaking up Disney uh, as it was other than on that side of things. But I don't know if it's about that. It's about just the fact that they own, it's the IP they're buying up. They bought, they have Star Wars. They have, uh, they don't own Star Trek, thank goodness. Oh my gosh, thank goodness. They, uh, Tim would Tim would lose it, I think, if they, if they bought Star Trek. But they own Star Wars. They own Marvel. They own all of these things that are such big cultural influences. Uh, and you see it reflected every day on Twitter with uh, it seems to be all of the things that people are talking about even though we have our own theories about whether that's actually real or if that's uh, manufactured interest that we see on there do you feel like you see the same interest in these companies outside of online promotion not I mean I, I very heavily weigh like the like the word on the streets of people yeah. and I, I've besides the Mandalorian like I hear that's nothing from Disney plus yeah. Like I, I know there's in the company there's like some parents of young children and naturally like the old Disney movies are all classics to te- to show the kids. Mm. So like it's like a repertoire for all these movies. But beyond that and beyond the Mandalorian, like I, I haven't heard anything that's like, oh my god, this is like the absolute must consume IP. But in, in fairness, now the Stranger Things, I think it's ending as well, right? I don't know if they're going past season five. So like with that's go- when that's gone, like what's the point of Netflix as well? So th- I think like the next one of these two platforms to release like a super huge title, like will dominate over the other. Well, I mean, we have Lord of the Rings over at Amazon Prime, right? Uh, with uh, the Rings of Power, we have HBO Max. We'll be doing Game of Thrones. So there's it's not like there isn't other sites completing i use hbo max and hulu more than the others right now but i tend to go through phases where there's just certain shows that are on those platforms that i like to watch for a while like i've been rewatching fringe and i i love the show fringe from like 2008 that's on amazon or i'm sorry that's on hbo max right now so i'm watching that i don't watch anything on disney plus unless we're reviewing it here like i, I, I never do uh and that's at, at like 7.99 was annoying for me just because i don't like giving disney money i don't want to give them 10.90 i'm gonna i'm gonna can't i not doing it. I don't know if another company is going to surpass Disney in the entertainment industry. It, at the rate I'm looking at it, they they just bought 21st Century Fox for 71 billion. Yep. Three years ago, that's yep. that's like unprecedented. I mean, that is just insane. That's so much. That's so much. 
Well, that was Bob. That, that was Bob Iger's business model was to buy, 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 buy. Yeah. Like, uh, Ch- Chapek is a lot stingier with his money than than Iger was, but Iger also was responsible for buying Marvel, for buying Star Wars, you know, for uh, securing all of those franchises. They bought 20th Century Fox so they could reacquire Marvel properties that that 20th Century Fox owned, as in the Fantastic Four, uh, um, the X Men, those films which were not owned by Marvel because Marvel had to sell them off in the 90s. I guess in this age, there might be another age in the future where something surpasses Disney. It probably will be, but right now, I don't think any one company is going to do it, but I could see like um, an interoperable network surpassing Disney, like a network of like 10,000 networks that are all interconnected, where if you have a subscription to one, you get a subscription to the other 99,000 or whatever. Also and then just, they would claim those are all the same. Yeah, yeah. Also, it just feels like Disney is really impervious to bad. Like, every time people are like, oh, this is it for Disney, they're done. Like, you know, bad. Same with Netflix, right? When, when Netflix has their bad press over cuties or, or anything like that. I'm like, give it. Like, people have very short attention spans. These oh, days. yeah. People forget instantly. It's like, hard to destroy th- a good IP. Exactly. Or, or like a company that just has built that much. Netflix does better I think because they, I, I don't know how profitable they are, but I don't even think of Netflix as just Stranger Things now. I think of it a lot as like, uh, you get a lot of like like money heists, like foreign films or uh, stuff. They have a lot of stuff in the Korean market. They have a lot of stuff in anime. Like they, They're doing <laughs> better with... I didn't say it was good. Yeah. I didn't say it was good. They're like the kings of ruining my <laughs> childhood. But, but, but they're, uh, they've done a lot with uh, non-American projects, right, that, that Disney's not really doing that I can see. Oh, you don't want me to be interesting. Ian, did you hear that Nintendo, like, it bought a company to basically do animated films? When? Uh, I don't Very re- recently. Pretty recently. No, we just covered that. Two and, weeks ago. you know... Since, like, Marvel has had all this success, like, basically, like, transcribing their comic books into movies, like, if Thank you. if one day we would get, a, like, a serious director and cast of actors to actually act and direct a video game film, like, I, I really wonder, like, perhaps, like, since we haven't been able to get that, maybe animated is the way. And if, like, Nintendo does it right, then maybe that would lead a company like Square Enix to, like, hire some animators and then to do, like, full-length films... For video games. Did you see the Final Fantasy movie like in 2004 or something or one or whatever that was? (laughs) I I, I literally like can't break myself to do it. It was animated. It was okay. They went down. It was kind of like Aliens 2, the movie. They went down to a planet and they had to fight a bunch of aliens, the espers or whatever they were. But you're very passionate about the Final Fantasy. The voice acting wasn't great. That was the problem. They need to get really good actors if they want to pull it off that was the issue about the remake too and you know originally i heard that in final fantasy 7 remake that one of the reasons why it was so delayed is like the voice acting was so atrocious they were like we're starting from scratch yeah you got to treat it like a blockbuster movie if you're gonna in this day i think the the top video games are 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 like the top movie They're, they're merging into one form of media which is interactive, you know, movies basically. And I don't know. What, yeah, definitely. It's especially like the Uncharted like series of games is like complete. It's like an interactive movie completely. I just watched the the Uncharted movie again last. I, I love it. I just turned my brain off when I get to see Mark Wahlberg in like 
like a Papa John's in, in like Italy or where, or like Spain. I'm just like, this makes no sense. It's so stupid. And I love every minute of it. I don't care if it's bad. You're <laughs> like a world renowned Mark Wahlberg Stan. I love, Hey, I got, thank you. I got nothing wrong with Mark Wahlberg. What, man. How would you rate boogie nights on a scale of one to 10? That, I mean, that's like a classic though. Studio 54 too. That's like a long time ago though. Like those were, you know, is that a movie studio 54 yeah. too? No studio 54. I mean saying as well. Oh, like, uh, I didn't as see well. that. Uh, I haven't seen Boogie Nights in a very, very so long great. time. That's, but that's like that was a different era. Like we talk a lot of time, a lot of times about how they wouldn't make a movie like that these days. At least I don't think they would. I gotta say, Tom Holland's really great as an actor. I, I think. have no problem with Tom Holland. So should I watch Uncharted? Uh, if you like dumb fun for a movie, no, like I don't. It, it might not be, it might <laughs> well, not be for you. I like the Mummy. The, which the first one, the Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan oh, Fraser. well, yeah, that's that's incredible. that was kind of dumb. It's fun. not as good as the Brendan Fraser mummy, yeah, movie, that was but the, movie. it's like that's like trying to catch lightning in a bottle yeah. twice. The, what they need to do is they need to remake. They need because Brendan Fraser's in, in the middle of his own like comeback right now. Like he just got screwed when they just canceled the Batgirl movie because he was going to play the. I mean, that was, wasn't going to help. He was playing Firefly uh, in that movie. Garfield Lens, the 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 villain, the the DC villain, uh, and I was looking f- very forward to seeing him play a, a bad guy. But yeah, oh yeah, Brendan Fraser's in the middle of a comeback. They need to they need to do that, and we should remake Encino Man. If anybody remembers yes. Encino Man, yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> I, Paul, you probably sign on to that. I bet. Let's let's go. If, if we could get the original cast back together, that'd be hot. The thing about Uncharted is like uh, Nathan Drake, which is the protagonist of the game, is basically like an American version of James Bond. Like he's all like cheesy lines and like. Is, for, I thought he'd be more Indiana Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, that actually yeah. that's a better description. Yeah. And the, then they get Tom Holland, which is very fourteen-year-old looking. So it's kind of very young. It's an issue. And he's British, but, but he had he pulled off the American accent. He can do it. He can do a fine American accent. All right. Let's uh, let's do super chats, which I am going to. Uh, do, do you have a way to read them or should I? Uh, when we when we start uh, this next week, we're going to have a more streamlined version, but I can read them. Let me. OK, so is the first one. Bad sorry, scrolling all the way up. <laughs> Bad up. And are you doing are you going to pull? Uh, uh, are you Marion spirit today? Or are you ghost girl in spirit and say, I'm not going to read that? Uh, for the sake of my daughter Mary, I will say bad up. Sorry, I cannot read that. Despite <laughs> the fact that it's like, in comparison to most of your super chats, it's rather PG thirteen. Uh, Keeper two X. Keeper two X. Let's discuss chicken poop feed tilapia. Ian. Oh, gross! You guys know that that farm no fra- farm raised tilapia is a lot of times they'll have chicken. Well, they'll eat whatever's in there, but if there's no food and the chickens poop in the water, which they tend to for some reason, the the, the fish will eat the poop. And subsist off the poop. Careful with farm for farm raised tilapia. Go wild. How how much better is that? That from McDonald's. <laughs> I'm I just know. glad I, I host a, a pop culture show and I don't have to hear that on IRL. Like, oh, it's funky, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I worked in the restaurant industry for like two decades, and that was a big thing. I never knew exactly why, but don't eat farm raised tilapia. I would hear that a lot. I'm not saying don't eat it. I'm just saying you know do your research and be incredibly kind to waiters. Yeah, man, tip big, twenty plus percent. Oh, I was. Uh, we we went to um, we went out the other day, and the place we went to didn't even offer like you know how they 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 do the easy thing where you can tip like it says like do you want to tip this percent this percent or this percent they didn't even put anything on there under twenty percent it started at twenty percent on the on the receipt it was twenty twenty five thirty percent. Well, remember that a tip is completely optional. Yep. You do not have to tip. Is it is it true that America is unique in the, in, in its tipping and that they don't tip in other countries like in France uh, they don't tip or something? I think they included in the bill le tip est compris ah, in French. Okay, uh, tip is included. Le, that's what's up, um, Jonathan Harris. Ian is a good guy. 
Yeah. He, ju- he just knows too much and has trouble sometimes articulating his knowledge to us common folk. Keep up the work. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I actually have like that's that's a. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I I don't know too much, but I also feel like I have a hard time articulating my point uh, very often. Like a lot of times when when I'm trying to like. Um, rate our shows, which I don't do to other people, but I, I try to, when I leave the show, I try to think about how we did or how the show did as a whole. And early on, I used to kind of let how I felt my performance was color what I thought of the whole show. Uh, and that would be more about like, the show could have been great, but if I felt like I didn't articulate my points well, that would uh, leave me feeling very negative about it. Thank you. I've learned to kind of let that go and make it more about like, how did the show as a whole do? Like, I'm not the most important part of the show. The most important part of the show is everybody having a conversation all together. Uh, and part of that, though, is you have to be able to both facilitate a conversation and articulate what you want to say, which isn't always easy. Yeah, listening is a huge part. I, I found that on IRL from this last couple of years of experience. Like some of my best shows are the shows that I say like twenty words, yeah. and I be but I listen the whole time, and like I'm like I'm not getting the most out of what he's saying, but there are people that like are for that guy, and there are people that are for that guy, and there are people that are for me. But like you know, you, you can really rely on others to to carry you. Absolutely. And I know it's like you're also like a really good interviewer in IRL. Like typically like when the guest has a book or something, you're the one that gets into it with them. Yeah, I don't really have an agenda. I just want to know about what else is going on with the other people. I had a whiteboard. I, I, I moved it here since we since we were up here last, but I used to have a whiteboard up here that just said, ask more questions. Like just that's the general idea, whatever. Just ask more questions it's to the people around you. Super effective yeah. on a show. Yep. Thank you. People Whoa. like being asked about themselves. <laughs> Damn. We have we uh the, the money guns have been adjusted because uh have have you had to refill it yet? You're probably getting pretty close. Uh, I'm trying to. It's uh we're, we are we are working uh in a, in a very very haphazard fashion today. So yeah, we appreciate you guys bearing with us. Well, he does that. I will I I will read uh, the next couple for it. it says uh Johnny uh, is that uh Beck? I thought Boek. I don't know. I think we uh, both. He it. always gives us a thumbs up. So thank you. Uh, and Hobbit says we are three weeks out from the Amazon Lord of the Rings train crash. Uh, I feel so bad for the the lifelong. Are you, have you read the books? I, I believe you've. Uh, I read The Hobbit in like sixth grade yeah. in 1991, yeah. and then I read The Fellowship of the Rings uh, shortly after that, a couple years after that, and then I started. I read about half of the Two Towers, yeah. and then I stopped. It was it was a long, it was an arduous read. Yeah. I couldn't get through it. I was like 14. It was saw the movies though. I saw the movies. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. It was a lot of like slow motion showing Liv Tyler like riding on a horse, <laughs> real with her face, and then it would like cut to like Aragorn, real slow motion riding, and then like cut to the King of the Elves, real slow motion riding, and I'm like, all right, I kind of overdid that. that I'm, I'm the kind of person that spectacle. I like to enjoy what other people enjoy. Like usually when when you know when people like Game of Thrones and I like that was like cool. I'm part of the club. But for some reason, like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, I just cannot get into. Did Star you like, Wars never worked. Did for you me like either. the first three Star Wars movies? You mean the four, five, and six episodes? I like four, five. I've I've never seen it completely. I enjoyed it, and six I've never seen. Oh, oh, wow. those are the ones you have it, to see. Though, the, if if all you've been exposed to is like the original, the Jar Jar like, Banks prequel tr- trilogy, <laughs> they're travesty. No, but but uh, but even those are fine compared to the sequel trilogy. Let's let's face it. So, so uh, we, we Tacti Plady. Yep. Brett, have some money for the Fringe love. Guys, if you have not seen Fringe, I highly recommend everyone go and watch Fringe. It's another one of those shows that starts off in this weird... It's not procedural, but it is absolutely um, episodic, like network TV, uh, and becomes very, very, very good 
uh, mid to high level sci-fi. Uh, John John Noble plays uh, is one of the main characters in Anna Torv, and it's very 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 good. What's uh, the premise? It's uh, basically it's it's like a, a a unit of FBI agents that research and and track down fringe events and it becomes a larger story involving uh the lead character's past and everything like that it's very very good it's got the incomparable lance reddick lance reddick who is uh he may not have been the best choice to play in a resident evil show but he's fantastic in john wick and he's fantastic in fringe uh, and then the little, and, and then little, the the younger girl that plays Astrid is my favorite part of the whole show. Actually, she's uh, she's fantastic. So I highly recommend everyone go watch go watch Fringe. I think the only game that will translate into a good movie is Final Fantasy VII, only because I've seen a bunch of Hollywood people say they they played the game and they loved it. Yeah. So if if these people, so help me God, like get <laughs> casted for their roles, then someone that actually imagine this, like someone that actually knows the source material will be part of the movie. But until then, you're just going to get a, like a bunch of dry performances of people that have no idea what the hell is up. You could make for the first Final Fantasy movie uh, about them just in Midgard, I think. And then that could be the end of the movie. Like you could make a whole movie about them. And, and then as they see that there's a bigger world than the whole world that you thought only existed, that's like the end of the movie. And then you could be, if it does well enough, you make the next one. The whole them. trilogy. They get find an airship or something. That's what the games are doing. Uh, legendary GigaChad Waffle Sensei says Amazon will not be taking over the market with their Lord of the Rings fan fiction, even if the show does better than I think because of fifty percent of the fan base will just say, Yay, new thing. Caps. They spent a billion dollars making it. They spent a billion. I, I don't. I thought Damn. it was. I thought it was like yeah. It was close to. It was. Like, I thought. I thought I heard five hundred million originally, and then it, the price increased furthermore. Um, what did they spend it on? Who <laughs> money laundering? Who knows? I like what? it's. Uh, it, it doesn't like the, <laughs> Maybe. the the CGI doesn't look good enough in the, in the trailers to to warrant that. Thank you to to warrant that level of spend. But Lord of the Rings to them is there. Um, it's kind of like a, okay, it's not on the same scale. But Amazon Prime bought the rights to MGM so that they can own exclusive rights to, to streaming Bond movies, which will eventually lapse through. Like There's like contracts right now where you can stream Bond on other platforms, but once those contracts run out, it'll only be available on Amazon Prime. So it's an investment in the future. I wonder who's going to buy the rights to James Bond when it's Latinxis in wheelchairs. The <laughs> we'll, What we'll, are your pronouns, we, Mr. Bond? We will have to see. Uh, Nathan Settlemeyer, if sorry if I mispronounce your name, bump a crisis party. We got a sausage party today. Yes, it will have to be called. <laughs> I mean, it really. I mean, that. Let's face it. It has to be called a sausage party. If mm-hmm. we, it, I like to think it's a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Perfect. Thank you, Jonathan Harris. With the way video game industry is, I wouldn't be surprised if they found some way to include microtransactions. <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible. Well, that's what's going to happen. Eventually, you're going to have to like you don't own anything anymore when you buy your movie. When you buy your movies, now you're not buying them in physical copies, which we tell you all the time: buy physical copies of media, not just because they're censoring and editing the stuff, but also you don't know. Like I said, uh, they just bought the rights to to James Bond for MGM. Just sold the rights to James Bond to Amazon Prime. You don't know when. You can watch it right now. I believe there's Bond movies also on HBO Max, but that's just a licensing fee, right? When that runs out, what if HBO Max is the only streaming service you have and you want to watch Bond movies? It's gone. I got a theory about the future of movies is that you'll go with your augmented reality chip in your brain or your neural net or your contact lenses or whatever, and you go to watch the movie. The movie's free, (laughs) but if you want to see Johnny Depp in a pink dress, just swipe right with your mind and then there'll be 99 cents and oh you'll get God. your cosmetic or if you want to watch him with a feather 
pirate hat while he's talking, then swipe right and you get a 99, 99 cent all cosmetic change in the character's outfits. All celebrities will become DLCs. If you want to watch that character as I'll Scarlett Johansson, swipe right at seven ninety nine. If you want to watch it as Johnny Depp, swipe right at seven ninety nine. If you want to watch it as you know, you get to pick. It's like they'll deep fake in whoever you want to oh, watch damn. as the character. That is terrifying. But the movie's free. Yeah. You get to go to the movie for free. They just want <laughs> Scarlett Johansson in a main outfit. Let's yeah. Go. Let's go. If you want to see yourself as the main character, you know, 1999. That's that's not even le- that's probably the most realistic uh, option, right? It's like they just they've got like your facial scan from your phone anyways, right? From your phone's camera. They could easily do that in the future. What's the worst that could happen? Who knows? Uh Hobbit says, "I like this new Tinkast show. <laughs> Name it The Boys." That hey, we, like I said the bo- boys cast was taken, but <laughs> yeah, Danny I love this one. Keeper2x says, a league of, a league of ex- extra hairy gentlemen. I'm sorry I screwed that up, but I love the title. <laughs> and mean, wait, that's not the last one? Nope. There's, uh, I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, Hobbit says, uh, and then we have Pop Culture <laughs> Sausage Fest from Bad App. Thank you, Bad App. We appreciate that. Uh, and then Johnny Peebles. I think I skipped a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch here. I'll, I'll, I'll read a couple of them here. So, uh, we're going to have to try and get through them quickly because uh, eventually we're going to have to move on to the next topic. Not sure if I'm the only one, but I'm not being notified when you guys go live. Glad I remembered. Thank you. And uh, I don't know if you should. What do they do? Do they tell, do they tell YouTube, hey, quit messing with my, uh, with my afternoon viewing? Um, make sure you subscribe. Click the yeah. bell button. Bell if you button. haven't clicked the bell button yet, that might give you the uh, notification you're looking for. I actually have trouble. Like, I never do like the subscri- like, share, comment, subscribe, hit the bell button because I've seen too many videos of people making making fun of people who do the like, share, comment, subscribe, hit the bell button. Yeah, it was always very awkward in the uh, yeah. in, in Hollywood to promote yourself. That's why you get an agent to promote you because yeah. it's very awkward. I always found it very awkward to promote myself. I'm like, it comes naturally to kids these days, it seems like. Also, you guys, you know what's up. It's 3 p.m. Eastern time. We're here. We're waiting for you. We're consistent. All right, oh, so nice. Kara May says, it's okay to be clunky in your speech sometimes. That's uh, uh, the, the hardest part is like learning to recover. Right. Like when you when you get like five butts into a sentence, like, but, 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 and then you have to like stop, slow down, catch yourself, remember what the heck you were going to say and then keep moving forward without letting it kind of drag down your uh, your delivery. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times when I'm editing after the fact, I'm like, do I really say uh, that much? I mean, <laughs> it's one of the great things about watching yourself on TV is oh. you see how bad you are. I cannot. Like every time I'm doing clips and I'm in it, I'm like, oh, Mm-hmm. And Dane knows when he when he because he does the pop culture crisis uh, like Instagram clips and I I make him put headphones on when my voice is on because I'm like I can't stand the sound of my own voice. Nope, thank you. All right, Waffle Sensei says no, Mary, but I don't feel scary. Let's go, Gentleman's Cast. IRL. Ah, Gentleman's Cast IRL. That's that's a good one. A lot of credit. Yep. All right, uh, Strider says I tried to send Strider's sword from Lord of the Rings to the castle during fan mail. Uh, uh, but it got sent <laughs> to a granny instead. Anyway, try multiverse. Uh, uh, ver fun new uh fun new game. So a new multiverse game. It's like a Smash Thank Brothers you. copy, okay. where it's like the Tasmanian Devil, Rick and Morty, and Batman all fighting against each other. It's quite an eclectic cast. Who makes the money on something like that when those properties are clearly owned by so many other? Isn't it all Warner Brothers? It, 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 oh, but yeah, I guess I didn't know who owned Tasmanian Devil. I guess Rick and Morty. Looney Looney Tunes. Uh, All right. So, uh, and then Halls and the Kids says, uh, Anna Torv or Gillian Anderson? Ooh. Um, Gillian Anderson at the start of the X-Files, Anna Torv at the end of Fringe. Mm. 
Um, Jillian Anderson. I only know Jillian here, so I'm going to go with Jillian. All right. Uh, False God to Dark Souls says uh, Tim Cast will surpass all other streaming services. If all goes correctly, that would be good, right? Yeah, integrate, interoperate, yep. multi-network. All right. Let's go. Waffle Sensei says Star Wars prequels are good, but <laughs> please stop stop being violent against my childhood. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the prequels, but I, to be fair, I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars to begin with. I thought the prequels were freaking terrible because not only did they insert a cartoon as one of the main characters that was awkward with Jar Jar Binks, they didn't have a villain in the first one. Uh, Darth Maul never said three words. I think he said three words in the movie. It was a complete... Uh, over oversight and uh, misfire of of a villain. There was no villain. The freakish the freaking movie had nothing. Um, then they made Hayden Christensen, who just was a completely awkward okay. actor with with terrible love scenes with Natalie Portman. Very awkward. They made Jake the, this young kid that was like an amateur actor as like one of the lead characters in the first. It was just a mess of movies. They can be worse than the new ones, though. The new ones were even worse. No, the new ones. From I, I watched the f- the seventh one. And then I, I couldn't bring myself yeah, to watch the other one. Same. I saw it on a date, and I knew that the relationship was basically heading like downwards because she liked it. I was like, "Excuse me." The whole movie was like, "Hey, remember this fan service?" It was. Uh, they missed the opportunity to have Luke Skywalker. Like, why did they not make Luke Skywalker the main character of Star Wars? They had Mark Hamill alive and ready to go. Because Kathleen Kennedy is very, very uh, the Force is female. Oh my no. gosh, Luke Skywalker, man. All right, Thousand Foot Deep End says, never watched Fringe, but John Noble was great as Denethor in Lord of the Rings. Also, if you want to see great John Noble, uh, check out, he was in a show called Sleepy Hollow, which was on Fox. He plays Moloch on there. He was also, he played, he weirdly played um, Sherlock Holmes's father in the ABC, uh, or is it NBC? The American version of Sherlock Holmes played by Johnny Lee Miller called Elementary, where uh, Watson is played by Lucy Liu. Another great example of when, bef- before you knew that Hollywood was going to make everything race and gender swaps, it works because at the time you didn't feel like there was an agenda behind it. Uh, it works, works very well. And his dad plays, uh, he plays uh, Moreland Holmes. Um, I think, uh, let's go a couple more and then we'll move on and we'll keep going in the, into the next one. So cool. we can get into the next segment. <laughs> so uh, Tacti Platy says, Dane, the squall is better than cloud. And Sedania is better than on both of them. <laughs> Caper 2X says a League of Hairy Gentlemen. Based. And one more. Uh, Nathan Settlemeyer says, uh, <laughs> nailed the name, Dane, and shout out to Ian for my favorite quote ever from last night. Ah, we, we, have, a, we have conventional, what is it? We have conventional fingers. We can't plug all of these at once. Love you, Ian. <laughs> I'm nice. trying to, I got I to gotta uh, move this I box. Saying, what was I saying? What did <laughs> yeah, I say that in regards to? Uh, it, did I read that quote right, Dane? Did you see that one? The conventional fingers? Ah, yeah. uh, we have conventional fingers. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about with the, the dam breaking and all these crazy things going on, the CIA and the FBI trying to solve all these problems at once. They're like, ah, I need to make a digital fingertip. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to read the rest of them once we get to the end of the next segment, but we're going to move on and we're going to talk about Lisa Kudrow because this topic is absolutely insane and Hollywood is full of absolutely insane people. Lisa Kudrow says Friends creators had no business writing about people of color. What I want you to understand, guys, is <laughs> Hollywood, they want segregation. They do. They, they, they're not ashamed about it. They're, and they, they love to feel guilty about everything. So it says, well, it's going to be a comedy. There's character driven. Uh, there's, that's character driven. You write what you know. 
While still incredibly popular in syndication and on streaming, Friends has come under fire in more recent years for its startling lack of diversity, considering it takes place in New York City, one of the most diverse places in America. That is a fair criticism. It was the 90s. It was a different time. But it is a, a fair criticism if you're looking for an accurate reflection of what New York City is, right? Uh, and yet Lisa Kudrow defended the way the show came out because its creators, Marta Kaufman and David Crane, were both white creators. Quote, I feel like it was a show created by two people who went to Brandis and wrote about their lives after college, she said. She told the Daily Beast. And for shows especially, when it's going to be a comedy that's character-driven, you write what you know. That means, as far as Kudrow is concerned, they have no business writing stories about or experiences of people of color. Boo freaking who? At the same time, Kudrow does acknowledge that there was a lack of representation, but her concern is more about the lack of mentoring for minority creators. I think at the time, the big problem is that I, uh, that I was seeing was, where's the apprenticeship, she said. Kudrow's comments came two months after Kaufman herself acknowledged the show's lack of diversity and took full responsibility and ownership of it. Uh, it is definitely seeing, it's definitely seeing a real problem. I have a question. Okay, so why stop there? If you grew up, upper middle class, you don't have a right to talk about or write the stories of poor people. If you grew up in the Midwest, you do not have the right or authority to talk about people who grew up in California or in New York. If you grew up uh, in, do you, do, you understand, do you see what I'm yeah. saying here? There is, it's creativity for a reason. You do not get to dictate what people get to write about. When something feels authentic, it feels authentic. There is something to be said about collaboration. I was just reading an article earlier today that talked about how the character about um, Denzel Washington's character from Training Day was never meant to be a black character, but Antoine Foucault, uh, Foucault decided to, because he was the director of the movie, helped formulate that character into a more gangster persona which, uh, you know, the language that he uses in that movie fits that. So there's something to be said about the ability to collaborate with somebody like um, David Ayer, who was the director of that movie, and make a character that feels authentic. But does that mean that Christopher Priest can't write comics featuring white characters? By that logic, if you're not like a misogynist, like British spy, can you write uh, like a James Bond script? Exactly. Yeah, and also, it, who's going to write the stories about the people that don't know how to read and write? <laughs> <laughs> Like there's a lot of people on Earth that are, are <laughs> my brain just exploded. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, that, uh, you're you're exactly right. That's or or we we tell a lot of stories that involve uh, overseas. Does everybody who writes a story? I was watching The Old Man, and there's a lot of stuff featuring uh, Russia and the Mujahideen in the '80s. Do you have to have been uh, lived there? Uh, do you have to be a Russian soldier to write Russian characters? Who's allowed to write fiction? Yeah, exactly. Like it's fiction. And I, I, I feel like it's insane and I'm losing my mind and I'm taking crazy pills, but you shouldn't have to explain this to grown adults that that's not what creativity is. Creativity isn't only writing what you know. Hey, and there's something to be said for someone writing what they know. I think a lot of times you will get a very accurate portrayal of the thing. So does doing a lot of research. A lot of the best. Uh, uh, OK, for example, uh, the, all the dudes who write, who, who are the, the, the spy authors? That's Michael Crichton. Uh, who's the other one who does a lot of uh, spy fiction? A lot of those guys do so because they do in extensive amounts of research. It's not their life experience to be uh, to work for the government or be a government agency. It's their job to do research and accurately, as close to accurately portray something that's also entertaining without it being 
just diluted down. Yeah, you'll hear stories of actors like embedding themselves in the lifestyle of the character before yeah. they do the movie. That's actually very healthy for the movie, I think, usually. Also, it's, it's, this is to say that your whole life experience is based around your skin color. I went to school with, uh, with black kids, and I went to school with Asian kids, and I went to school with kids uh, of Middle Eastern descent, all of which who grew up in Woodbury, Minnesota, right? Mm -hmm. That's your life experience as a black or white person will be different in Minnesota than it would be, regardless of skin color, if you grew up in New York City or L.A., why would you just continually add areas you have to segregate down until the only story you're... You're basically only allowed to tell autobiographies, is basically what they're saying. It seems like a like an apology, in a way, but yeah. like one where, like, well, actually, like, they still always have to lecture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Is like, you're not... Like, they always just get to put, like, well, you're not even right about the critique. Thank it's, you. it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So she says, admitting, this, this was the part that really got me. Was, yeah, I just it, saw it, this. was the stuff about George Floyd. So it says, she explained <laughs> to the Los Angeles Times that it wasn't until the death of George Floyd and its aftermath that she began to wrestle with having brought into systemic racism, having bought into systemic racism in ways she was never aware of. By that, she means that people bullied her into believing things about systemic racism that she never believed. Uh, that she never that she was never aware of, and you know that 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 started with something like listen, believe, and then also do better. That's by far my favorite line. The whole article because the implication is like there's a, like a Mandela effect from like Friends not having like African American characters to like George Floyd. Yep. So it says, uh, admitting and accepting guilt is not easy, Kaufman said then. It's painful looking at yourself in the mirror. I'm embarrassed that I didn't know better 25 years ago. She oh, said right that there. after the death of Floyd and the nationwide protest driven by Black Lives Matter movement, she began to examine the ways I had participated, adding, I knew then I needed to course correct. Part of that included her $4 million donation to, uh, to a, uh, not historically black college, but to the African American Studies Department of, of her alma mater. And they, they love the guilt because it makes them feel superior. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. They love the guilt because they're saying, look, I've already succeeded. No, because like only they could have like changed the course of history, you know, yep. like all, only like the, the entire burden of global racism for some reason lies upon the, the hands of people who pretend to be other people. And like as, it's as far as I'm concerned, if, if they need to apologize for anything in Friends, uh, it's pretending like apartments in New York City are actually that big. At, yes? Fair. Maybe the biggest lie that Hollywood has ever told is, telling you, is showing you people who live in New York and then showing you apartments that are just absolutely gigantic. And clean. And clean. Super clean. Uh, it, I think that people are looking for purpose and with the whole white guilt thing, they, they start to find like purpose in life. Like, oh, this is what it's about? Yep. Is is recovering past grievances? The, oh, now I have a reason, and that's all they want—a reason, you know. She talks about her guilt. She talks about like, her. I guilt. didn't even know I was guilty till now. Now I know that I was supposed to have felt guilty back in the day. So now I'm starting to feel guilty I about what? I don't know. Let's just call it white racism. I don't know these words that people throw out. I want to know what she feels guilt. I would like her to be able it systemic would be, racism. Is what it would she be interesting it. to have her articulate to me what she. Yes feels guilty about not find that for not me, the yeah not the not the overarching idea of racism but what are you yourself responsible for because then what she's saying is basically you have to take responsibility not just for your own actions but the actions of everyone that's ever come before you 
And I don't buy into that. Not in an industry as evil as like, Hollywood. Did she avoid eye contact with her waiter? Then she's systemically classist. Yeah. Is systemic classism. Is that coming next? Hopefully. Oh, uh, if, if she tips too little, she's uncaring. If she tips too much, she's laughing in all, the face of... You could do this for literally everything. You all could, the people you avoided eye contact with on the street in New York City over the years, that's systemic classist. That so was... Systemically rich. And you, you can tell like they really enjoy it because the original gripe was like, oh, there's not enough people to call in the shows. It's like, yeah, not only that, we didn't tutor any of them either. Like they just keep adding reasons why they're guilty. They just like, oh, my God. Yes, I'm so naughty. You just keep telling me. And also the point is here is that they're saying there weren't enough people of color in the show, but they're also saying that you are not allowed to write characters of color which means that you have to either cede control of your own creation to somebody. Yeah, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. There is no logical conclusion to the whole process. By, by that reason, wouldn't like everything's fine then? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, good point. So, so like, they want the, the end result of this is segregation. The white characters, white, white directors and writers write white characters, black directors and writers write, write black characters, and there is no mix. Because when you mix, then it becomes power dynamics. Well, the, the white story went forward, but that's because the white writer has uh, societal power over them because of, of their race. There is no, under their logic, there is no plausible outcome that doesn't end in unhappiness and in, in, and problems. I just don't know how va- invaluable they think. Like basically, all they're going after is people will like clap and be like, "Oh my god, so true, so yeah. true," and it's like that is the emptiest form of validation ever. Like to be wrong about such a tepid thing. Like who cares? I want to make sure from now on in every production that I that I I do that I am conscious in hiring people of color and actively pursue writers of color. She explained. I want to know. I will actively be for. I will. Act, I will act differently from now on, and that I feel unburdened, and that I will feel unburdened. So, does that mean that everyone who ever gets hired from her has to wonder by what criteria they were hired from? Yeah, we, she's. This is all self. She admits it, and then I will feel unburdened. Yeah. I'm doing this to feel good about myself. Yeah, it's not about correcting a wrong. It's about feeling good about yourself. That's what it is in the end. They don't actually because they understand that as much as they may pretend that their industry matters. You're not solving problems. You did better solving problems in the late 90s and early 2000s by just portraying characters. Like, okay, I watch a lot of old shows and just the fact that characters interact together of different races uh, in the the 70s, 80s, and 90s did a lot for society in a way that shoving it down your throat does nothing for now. Uh, Jessica sent me a trailer for a new Sony film uh, she would have to, I, I don't have it pulled up here, but basically it's, it's about the first African-American fighter pilot, right? Uh, that's, it's going to be coming out, I think next year or the year after. And they have to make it about that in the first 10 seconds of the trailer, because you know, that trailer's not, that movie's not getting made now unless they have that narrative in there. And I was just telling Jessica, I'm like, look, I'm sick of seeing, uh, about how awful everyone thinks like I, there is a weird and perverse love to hate this country from Hollywood. They love to point out the faults and flaws of this country's past and never focus on the positives because in the intersectional order, there's always more work to do. You're, it's never good enough. Ian, have you seen the scenes from the show The First Lady? No. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, dude. <laughs> no, what's it about? It's well, li- I have an idea. It's lip porn, basically. Like, it, it, they're literally... It's the, only, it's the worst Barack Obama impression I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Oh, He's, okay. like, not handsome or charismatic at all, which he, is, like, the two most defining 
characteristics of him. It, Barack Obama was fantastic at giving speeches, had a lot of charisma, mm-hmm. good-looking dude, and this guy was literally none of that. And somehow this gets made with Viola Davis, who's one of the best actresses working today, given such material that was so poor that you cannot watch it. It's that bad. Yeah, they're they're basically Antifa, like talking about like we need to protest and we need to do this. But Michelle, you know, we can't because we're African-American. We need to do it anyway. Did you guys ever see In Living Color? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think they ever mentioned race on that show. Mm -hmm. Ever. Or Did, do you guys remember any skit ever where they even mentioned white or black or anything? It was just people of different, all sorts of different backgrounds, like making the best comedy on earth. Yep. Launched Jim Carrey's career. Yep. He, and he talks about that, how that was the, he wasn't getting uh, an opportunity from other shows and that that show was what finally launched his career. So that's the way it, it's comedy for, to, for funniness sake, not for anything else. Really. I mean, it's it, the main thing is just make sure it's funny. Make sure people of all, of all creeds and races can laugh at it. The, the, the amount of self-hatred from Hollywood is honestly baffling sometimes. And I really do believe that they actually think that segregation is the right answer. I mean, they're showing you by example, yep. but I think that crisis meter is like hella stuck. Is it stuck? Yeah. It's, it's been on like on that point for a while. Uh, maybe I have to refresh. Let me check think we're due a party oh, we might be due a party guys we might have had internet tr- oh, no it looks it looks right mm, i mean party on guys party on guys thank you party on all right <laughs> let's do some super chats yeah um do you want to do you want to read a couple uh, uh where did we leave off caper 2x i mean caper 2x oh, no, uh joe s- several uh, f off sorry i got it i'll, I'll start up here uh James East, uh, oh no, we're way back up here. Sorry, guys, we're ki- we're still going. Uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, Eric Cecil says there are too many streaming options with one good show, uh, and at some point uh, with one good show, and at some point you're just buying a cable package that with extra steps. Plus, they're returning to weekly releases for new shows, which sucks. Uh, act, the the funny thing about that is for me. I actually like the weekly releases when we're doing stuff for here because it's just easier to digest the content. I'm not a huge fan of binging anymore because I just don't have time. Like, I watch a lot of old stuff, but I watch a couple episodes before I go to bed. If I find a show that I really, really like and I want to binge it, I just don't have the time for that right now. The one good thing is, like, if you have a couple of streaming services, yes, you may have to buy eight of them, but hopefully you won't at least have ads. That's the part. I don't want... Imagine paying $90 for a cable package now and you still have to have... Ads every fucking freaking five minutes. Dude, who is not going to fork over the extra two bucks not to get ads? I know, right? Do you guys ever watch shows at like 1.25 speed? Or no. 1. Is it because it ruins the, the I vibe? I can't do that. A- Andy, Andy like watches stuff at, uh, at a lower speed. I can't I do watch that. podcasts at 1.25 sometimes if they're long or sometimes gameplay footage. But for a TV show, you've got the music, the score. And yeah, it, will, very it will bend the tone of the music, which might ruin the yeah. feel. Oh, yeah, Net, like Netflix, if you fast forward and rewind too much, the audio and the video becomes disconnected. And oh. then, like, the, like, you have to, like, fast forward again right, and, like, start over. Well, that's, like, a big bug for, in a Netflix system, yeah. it sounds like. like it, I don't know. Maybe it's my TV. I, maybe it's on my end. But it only happens on Netflix, so I, I imagine that it's a Netflix problem. Whoa. Like, the, the score will become disconnected from it. I was watching an old episode of the show Arrow last night where Malcolm Merlin, like, where there's this reveal of him being the Dark Archer in season one. And he does this hilarious thing. I don't know if you know who, um, what's, uh, what's the actor's name? He's from... 
I'm not going to be able to remember. Uh, John Barrowman, but he's a very he's a very he's a very flamboyant actor. He does a lot of like big motions, and when he rips the hood off in the in the show, the score like peaks. And then when I was watching it, it was disconnected and it made no sense because the peak happens well before he takes the hood off, so it got it got all disconnected. It, are the are the voices also disconnected? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are back up, Dane. Uh, so is the. Are we at the Joe Biden is a X? We are at uh, Caper 2X says R.I.P. Ann Hesh, 53 years old. Yes, she got into a very bad car accident. And um, I, 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 I read that she was not expected to survive and they were looking at organ donation. I don't know if that might have come out since we started this episode that they had uh, taken her off life support. But oh, she, she died. R.I.P. Ann Hesh. Yeah. Dude, I can't for the life of me find it. All right, uh, James Eaton says, "Great group of guys. I strongly recommend you watch the Terminalist. Uh, I had b- to binge for closure after the first episode. It triggered my PTSD, but still good." Uh, did either of you watch it? Nope. I no. watched it. I loved the Terminalist. I, I loved it a lot. The, oddly enough, what he's talking about in that first episode, there actually was a scene uh, in that first episode that I didn't. I, and we definitely have the crisis meters is definitely stuck, guys. The uh, meter has peaked. The meter has stuck today, guys. I apologize. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if we can fix it on the fly. But I think this we're party like, has started. Let's yep. talk about it. Uh, but the 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 Terminalist is absolutely a fantastic show. I had a harder time buying Chris Pratt as like a military dude just because of what you were you know him from in the past. Being Whoa! Playing, what? Sorry, like ninety nine dollar no- donation, dude. I think we're like. Three crisis parties now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're like through the roof. I'll still give you guys a good dance. Uh, hold a good old day in shimmy. Yo, this party start. Yep. <laughs> hey yo, I'm setting it off go. manually today, guys. Yeah, Thank well, you for bearing with us. I have no idea why that, why we're having why we're having trouble here today. So I think uh, next is f off, right? Uh, yes. I hate when people use the word like too much. Uh, there are other transitional words. Woman culture has invaded everywhere. I don't know if that's a chick thing. Like, you know what bothers me is when people say right. Like, it, it started with the girls being like, he's cute. I know, right? And I then, know, right? But now it's evolved and the people will be telling you something, right? And they'll keep going with their words, right? And then, But they'll say <laughs> right after, like, they'll insert it in there as if they're, like, asking you if what they're saying is correct. And you're like, dude, don't tell me something and then ask me if what you're saying is right. Is don't there, do isn't that. It? It's like an insecurity thing. It's this mind bug. I've been trying to, like, shake people out of it. I don't really know a lot of people with that uh, speech pattern. Start listening for it, man. It's crazy when you start to hear it. it like, oh, on podcasts, it's nuts. I, I hate that. Then it ruins the podcast for me. Yeah, I don't like, like that, man. Like I need, I need <laughs> people secure in their beliefs to really get into it. All right. Okay, Joe Biden X, something I'm not going to read. Ian, you mentioned on IRL the asteroid that's melted the ice caps and flattened the Midwest. Oh. Look up the Driftless area in Wisconsin. Never got flattened. The Driftless Area in Wisconsin. Yeah, I was talking about the end of the Younger Dryas. uh, The comet shattered over North America and peppered the glacial continent in Canada. Causes a global flood. Just flattened. I mean, it was flood like, I don't know, 1,800 feet high. Graham uh, or Randall Carlson talks about the the exact numbers of the size of this flood uh, or series of floods that completely flattened the Midwest, which is why we have the Great Plains. They annihilated all the megafauna, all the giraffes and elephants were just smeared into carbon, like tar. Basically, there's a there's a thin layer of it in the geological records. Metal. Keeper to X says oral history. Ian, oldest teaching tool. Uh, in, I the book. I believe they mean in the book. In the book. Bro, Cody says, have you guys seen Prey on Hulu? No. It's so good. Definitely <laughs> worth a watch. 
I thought I was going to be woke garbage, but I was surprised. We actually reviewed it. Uh, bro, Cody, we, uh, we, it's one of like our most downvoted videos. Cause I, I personally, me and Dane, we didn't like it. I, the main character, uh, the motivations behind it and her personality just didn't do it for me. Uh, I love the scenes with the predator in it. And I thought the, the violence, uh, shown on screen was well done. I enjoyed the indie feel of the film and I especially love the color grading, but when a main character like that, uh, I just, I couldn't do it. So, but we, uh, we appreciate your view here and we, that's the beauty of it, right? Some people like some stuff. Some people don't like some it's stuff. It's funny. The movie's called prey. Cause yeah. it's like this victim mentality that people are living in right now. And then they made a movie about being a victim. It's, the a, prey it's, of well, it's, a, it's a predator prequel. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they could have just called it predator, you know, yeah. or another, another one about the predator, but instead they decided to focus on the victim. I never thought of it that way. I just straight up didn't like it. No nuance. It sucked. And Hulls and the Kid says, Irverwoman should watch Farscape. I need more friends. Ben Browder. <laughs> yes, Ben Browder. The Farscape is really, really good. Thank you. Uh, a, a, another good one you should watch is, um, what was the, Babylon 5. So that, is that a Star Trek? That's like, it's like Star, it's not, it is, but it isn't. Oh. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I, I haven't seen. I didn't watch. I, I didn't watch Battlestar. I didn't watch Stargate. I like. I haven't watched any of the ones Tim loves. But I love the the Farscapes and the and Battlestar the, Galactica. Uh, it starts off very strong. The show, the new yeah. show. Uh, well, new. It's like fifteen, twenty years old. Um, but I thought it got kind of repetitive. You yeah. know, five or six episodes in, I was just kind of waiting for the next episode. Yeah. Kind of feel. I was binging it too. Star Trek Master Race. That's all I gotta say. Hey, RDVRK two one nine says Gen X here. Friends, big party of my 20s back in early ni 90s, heading out in t into the world. Constant apology tours are annoying. By the logic, none of the the writers are <laughs> paleontologists, but yet Ross existed. It's, uh, it, it, is, it is insane to me that like you're expected to, to only write about your exact life experience. So. Yeah, by that logic, they can only write about like the Being annoying, Hollywood writers. Yeah, the only guy that would say like, "Hey, like, uh, how are you doing?" I will be writing about whatever I want to write about, and you can cast whoever you want in all the roles. Perfect. There we go. Hava Owen says, "Hollywood racist. Who would have thought their <laughs> classism was coupled with deep-rooted racism?" Virtual signaling oftentimes shows their projections. Thank you. They are ultimate in their projection. They love to project. Uh, Takti Platy says, "Brett." Anna Torv is a total smoke show. She is. She absolutely is. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I like her more than Yvonne Strahovski from Chuck, but they're in the same. They're in the same realm. No idea who they are. <laughs> the wholesome Grail. Ian is my favorite part of Timcast shows. Wholesome. Willing to go out of on the limb and fall off them, but sometimes sees things clearly above. No simp. Learning how to fall and recover is as important as learning how to stand. Jonathan Harris says the self hate is strong with this one. Correct. Absolutely. Hava Owens, call me crazy, but I think they want segregation. I think you're onto they, something. They absolutely do. They absolutely do. At least, uh, at least for the the plebs, they want to be able to do whatever they want. But word, uh, Keeper Two X, the first black naval aviator. The AF has pilots. Thousand foot deep end. Kutrose comments come off as she believes people of color can exist outside of her preconceived stereotypes. Imagine that. Uh, Night slants and the dollar. Thank you. Thank you, Nightland. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. went to see Bullet Train. It was decent. But five out of six previews were white people did a bad thing to black people movies. 
just relax already. They can never relax. They will never relax. And I, wa I really want to see Bullet Train. That was like, we watched Prey instead of Bullet Train, and I'm still stinging from that choice. I think I'm going to have to end up seeing it because Bad Bunny is in it. And yeah. like, apparently, everything he does, any Puerto Rican must do. Um, scroll, scroll, scroll. I cannot find them. Uh, T Terrence Rice says, this is my go-to go thing to watch for the last hour of my workday. Thanks for making work not, so cra not as crappy. That is, that's honestly, that means a lot to me because I had my own podcasts like that where like I had the go-to <laughs> things that I have always listened to when I'm like busy at work or doing stuff like that. And it's uh, like mine was a lot of times it was like podcasts about television shows that reviewed shows. And I would always look forward to those days where those podcasts were out as something to really get myself through the work. Day. Yeah, I worked alone for a long time in my apartment from home as a mines admin. So having a podcast to listen to, it kept me sane, kept me felt like I wasn't alone. I dare say this is the best thing at 3 p.m. Thousand foot deep in. Dane, keep an eye, keeping an eye on the crisis meter. He doesn't want to get gypped out of his crisis parties. We, Bro, I, I, I've been gypped. We like, are, I think we're like three or four deep. We're, we're two. We're almost three deep. I will set off two at the end. Oh, if good. And uh, just to, to make up for the fact just that one we're really having technical difficulties one. today. And guys, we, we love you so much for, for bearing with us here. Ian, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I am in the Hall of Fame of crisis parties here. Tell he, me about he it. He is. He's, he's got the he's tied for the most. How many? Uh, six. That's a lot five? of crisis five. parties. Five. Yep. You said six. You exaggerated by <laughs> one. Eh, you know. <laughs> May as well. Oh, God. All right. Darius uh, Harvey, you, you freaking legend. He said two ninety nine point ninety nine ones, of which one says, yo, Ian, what's up? Oh, what's up, Darius Harvey? Uh, Reagan 10 sending money that I can't possibly comprehend. Ian once said on IRL, I was <laughs> I was watching X the other day, and Tim was like, oh, really? Tell us about it. <laughs> it was about Ukraine. Real hilarious. <laughs> I was watching X? Is uh, that what you said? P. Prawn. Oh, prawn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that very, very clearly. I remember right. where you looked it up on, on the show once on YouTube. All right. Stay, stay there. We're going to go on to topic three, and then we're going to do the rest after topic three. We're going to move on. Okay, well. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the woke mob, or I like, it's just the Twitter mob, guys. It's just Twitter. It's just Twitter. Uh, the Twitter mob attacks, Ta uh, attacks Taika Waititi for years-old transphobic tweets. We have a joke here about the concept of resurfaced tweets, which is not a real thing. It means that some uh, very, very sad, lonely person has so much time on their hands that they can literally go back through someone's Twitter timeline five, ten, however many years and find every awful thing they've ever said. I don't know how these people, especially virtue signaling celebrities, don't just scrub. Like they should, every few months, they should pay someone to like, you should go through my timeline and make sure there's nothing untoward there. Especially with how fast society keeps evolving as far as what's acceptable. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about Arweave, this like permaweb where like kids like 12 year olds are going to post something on the permaweb and it yeah. never gets scrubbed ever and like so you're remembered forever for something you said when you were 11 come on guys so it says uh taiko td the director of marvel's gayest movie ever that was what they called it not that's that's not an exaggeration this is after disney's uh aka disney's thor love and thunder is facing significant controversy after a number of previous tweets the woke activists have labeled as transphobic again these are these are just 
sad, lonely, intersectionally radicalized people on Twitter that use pop culture and media as a stomping ground to push their ideology because it's the easiest way to reach the largest amount of people. Also, why is it the gayest movie? Just because, like, dude rocks get married? Uh, because uh, that and because of, uh, what was it, um, Tessa Thompson's character, Valkyrie, is, uh, has a, a, she's a king and has a queen. Uh, basically that. So it says, no disrespect. So this is Taika Waititi's tweet, and this is from August 9th of 2022, but this isn't the one they're necessarily referring to. But he says, no disrespect to men who want to be or dress as women. I should have just said their makeup looks manly. Also, no disrespect to meth users. This is when comedy was uh, fearless. Yes. So we reported on this yesterday, I think, on IRL, and... I thought he just tweeted this. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm starting to gain some respect. I was talking about the sh- before the show. I was like, yeah. oh, this guy's like uh, in a fearless mood. Let's take him seriously for a minute. Now I'm realizing it's from 2013. Yeah, What's he doing these days? Did he apologize for this? Well, now he, he made a, he, he literally had an article recently where he said uh, everyone is a little bit queer. That, hmm. Like basically, he's under the he, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. said that in Tropic Thunder too. It's funny. <laughs> well, well, the idea is you know it's that it's a spectrum, uh, and they uh, and they but they they love to evangelize and push this because it's the Hollywood narrative right now. Just like all uh, everybody's racist, everybody's also uh, homophobic, and, and all this other stuff. So it says in one tweet he made fun of the idea that guys could desire to dress up as women and compete in beauty pageants in a tweet that was published on January thirteenth, twenty thirteen. The UK's Independent reported that what. TD used an obscure Thai word. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is that mean we're not allowed to say it? Uh, Kathoe, which uh, which has a complex history of meaning related to transgender people, particularly women. Uh, someone posted the screenshot, and yikes, it's worse than I thought. So they go through here. Um, he's, he talks about what he said, which is, my trans friends can walk in heels, but you're right. Actually, Kathoe are better looking. So uh, apparently that is very, very bad and you shouldn't have said any of that. But the point is, his views have clearly evolved, right? By their logic, you should listen and believe, you should listen, believe, and then grow and do better and all the other slogans that uh, the progressive activists in Hollywood use. He's doing that. He's making movies that are representative of under, uh, of uh, marginalized groups. He's every bit an ally to what, uh, what they should consider an ally, but it doesn't matter when they find your resurfaced tweets. They don't care that the context has changed. I mean... I almost, I always like struggle to believe that these people really have had like a gigantic change of heart. I'm being very, very, very generous right now. I'm, I'm, I'm steel manning my, my argument on him basically saying like, if I'm to believe at the very least or at the most, he has changed his beliefs and he's a completely different person. He is loving of all groups and accepting of all groups. And he wants his movies to reflect that. Do I actually believe that that's what he believes? Maybe. I mean, you know me, I'm Tim yeah. Foyle Dane, and yeah. I must doubt absolutely everything. So it's like, it has become upon him inconvenient for him to like now have these beliefs. So now he thinks that everyone's on the specter of queer. So he says the, the resurrected remarks sparked an immediate backlash on social media from scol- woke scolds who demanded what TD apologized for what they considered hurtful jokes. 
so there was one particularly that I wanted to read. It says, uh, if you're a fan of Taika Waititi, I'd mute his name, to be honest. This is foul, and I know it's a nine-year-old. I, I know it's nine years old, and it's very unlikely he still believes that. He still believes that, but no one should have see uh, should see those things. So basically, they're saying like, even though they think he's changed and he's grown and he's not the same person, they're saying that you shouldn't even be exposed to uh, rough, um, bad opinions of. No, you should be exposed to it, and then you should forgive people that have had them, especially the ones that want to do good in the world. So it says, also, everyone's saying they're not surprised. Okay, well, lots of queer fans of Taika Waititi are because he's been such a vocal supporter of LGBTQ plus folks as of late. It's okay to be shocked if you are. It's okay to be hurt. You're not naive for not guessing this would happen. You may not be naive, but you should expect this to happen when you've uh, turned all of these beliefs into a currency in Hollywood, meaning that you get ma- movies made by promoting these types of things. You have to put these agendas in films just to get them produced because it's currently uh, financially beneficial to the marketing departments to do this. So as soon as you made it a financially viable way, way of uh, pursuing or showing your virtue and marketing your film, you should absolutely expect bad actors to join the fray. Also, this this psychology is not sustainable in professional fields. I think the most atrocious example is law students that have trigger warnings for like case studies. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine like something atrocious happens to you in a thousand ways that bad things can happen, mm-hmm. and your war- lawyer just like, excuse me, but this is too traumatic for me. Like, it has some certain triggers. I'm gonna have to walk out. And there goes your representative because he's like too sensitive oh. to like actually defend you. And or in the police department, they're like uh, getting shots a little too. It's too sensitive. There might have been race involved. I don't want to get involved. It's I'm t- I got to take a time out. Can you imagine that kind of like how where does this end? This stupid like I, I'm afraid to expose my mind to reality here. Like in the future, you're just gonna have like police officers that give tickets to the wisest males. Like it's the only thing they could like possibly comprehend. I saw another Taika Waititi tweet here. Um, from this article that I want to talk about, because I think that they're, they're starting to pick things out of, I mean, not only out of context, but just at the wrong, they're picking at something that isn't actually, maybe not there. Sitting near, he says, sitting near three sassy gay boys watching Vogue in the Madonna episode of Glee, they're actually squealing. Check, please. And, the, wow. and this guy assumes that he doesn't want to be around gay people, I think. But what he's saying is he doesn't want to be around people that are squealing. Yeah, I don't blame him. Like yeah. sometimes noise is a little much if you're out at a restaurant. I don't. I. I. I don't know if I give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Even if like all these things are funny, it's yeah. like chill out. It's but but I'm saying this is uh this is the you, you, they get what they deserve right. It's like what he said in 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 Joker. Like you get what you effing deserve. You you courted this audience. You deserve to deal with the outcome. I guess if you're playing with identity politics, you're playing with identity politics. Yeah, and you're not going to... You can't win, ever. You will There's always There's no winning end or up, losing. It's just, do yeah. you want to be that... Do you want that to be your life? Yeah. But the thing is, like, part of equality is, like, accepting that, like, sometimes you inconvenience people. Yeah. You know? That sometimes, you know, like, you're unpalatable for people. Like, that's equality. It's, like... It's not only equality in, like, cupcakes and lollipops. It's, like... Equality and like accountability. So how does he not? How does he not remember? Like, is he just that naive that he doesn't remember saying this stuff from that long ago? I mean, 
maybe he thinks like he's like C tier enough to like no one's gonna like retroactively check my Twitter. Oh. Well, yeah, like like um like I do think there's people like uh, like I always talk about. I'm like I would never want to be famous ever because your whole life is put under an extreme microscope, right? Like I, I wouldn't want to be a Taika Waititi. I wouldn't want to be a Robert Downey Jr. I wouldn't want to be any of these people that have to have every decision. Even in effect, what we're doing is kind of thank you. In a, in effect, what we're doing is putting their lives under the microscope for the sake of discussion. Other people do it because they want to hurt them. They want to harm them. I want to talk about it and have a discussion about this stuff. I like to laugh at it, but I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing at the absurdity of the whole thing. Right. Also, should that moment come where someone would find a no-no and all the things that we've done? Like, if by now you haven't realized that the only way to deal with these people is like, screw you, I'm not going to apologize. Like, literally every time you apologize to them, it's like, see, an admission of guilt. Well, not just that. Then they say, like, well, all he did was apologize. Why didn't you give money to this charity? Right. Like, it's never enough. It's never enough. So it's like, perhaps we disagree. Yep. And I leave it at that. I made a lot of video from 2006 to 8, 9, 2009 and I said a lot of stuff that was like could be, you know, people would be like, "Hey, that's insensitive," but I will stand by it and explain why I said it. Some of the stuff I don't agree with anymore, but I'll like I'll humiliate myself and say that and show you what what was wrong and what I don't believe about what I said. Mm-hmm. But like I didn't put it in text. That's a big part of it. I put it on video so you can hear my tone and see my eyes when I'm saying it. Yeah. So you can understand that, like, you know, just typing the word gay is like that could be construed in so many ways when you just see the word. But when you say it uh, or, or like saying the F word or saying something, you hear the tone, you understand, like, what it's in regards to what you meant by it, how you were feeling when you said it. Was it said with love? Context and nonverbals matter. Big time, man. Big time. And also, like, is everything insensitive, like, not worth merit? Like, when I, like, I, I gotta tell you, like, when I was, like, far more overweight, like, something that helped helped me was getting fat shamed. It's It, like, helped me because, like, yeah, at the moment I was like, that's rude. Like, there's people here and I feel bad. But then it was like, man, I just don't want to be the fat guy anymore. Is that a, is that a guy thing? I, I don't mean that in a sexist way. I'm saying, like, I posted a meme the other day where it's, like, it shows a female like comic book character and it cuts to a wo- and it shows a picture of a woman says oh my god unrealistic beauty standards and then it shows Conan the Barbarian and it cuts to the Chad looking meme and it says like awesome need to hit the gym and buy a sword uh, like- sh- shame's kind of interesting because it's like uh, muscle stress like if you're working out if it's too much weight it'll rip and tear them the too much shame will rip and tear your soul yeah. and then you bleed but uh, just the right amount, if you can handle it and you're strong enough mentally, a little bit of shame actually just rips the muscle fiber of your consciousness so that you're able to grow and, back stronger. And that's what it was. It, just, it was just like a mild bit of roasting, yeah. you know. But like, I guess some people are so weak, weakened mentally for whatever reason. Uh, because we haven't. You know, Adderall, God knows why. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that they're that they're just they're traumatized like so heavily traumatized by a little bit of shame that's disturbing i wonder if these people believe in tough love like at all like is is that like you know cis patriarchy whatever yada yada like buzz term for them or, we or? were i was born like the yeah, 79 and the 80s and 90s was big about like i'm calling child services on your parent if they were like if i was threatened a parent, to smack you on if, the butt or something if i was a parent now i'd be terrified to like do like any type of punishment to a child with the way that we've raised kids now to be that any kind of physical punishment that's well, for sure yeah. sit in your room I'm, I'm turning the breaker off to the power in your room give me your phone 
So does this? Here's the other thing: is like I do think that we're past. Not okay, not past it. I, I don't think this hurts his career at all. Tiger, I don't think. I, I think this blows over in in a month. Bro, who cares? No one cares. It's the same three people. Yeah, always. Yep. That's a big part of it. It's it's a vocal minority that talks about this stuff that we're even talking about. It almost is like, yep. did we just slip on an oil slick? Yeah, we added to it by doing. But so. I, I agree with you. I think he's done enough good work that. Yep. You know, he's going to be able to get away with this kind of stuff. I'm not even a huge fan of him as like, I, I don't like I Jojo Rabbit was fine. I liked I, I didn't like, but I tolerated Ragnarok. I have not seen Thor Love and Thunder. I like him better as an actor than I do as a director. He was great in uh, in Free Guy. But I'm defending the fact that, you know, he he clearly is whether he means it or not, whether he's sincere or not, he's on your side now. When do we get back to the concept of forgiveness and maybe a little bit of redemption? 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon in 2023. Yes. Forgiveness and redemption. It never ends. Part two. Perhaps, yeah. you know. But, like, you'll just be forgiven for, like, a fraction. It's like a penance. Like, they'll always find, like, a new no-no. Just don't be on Twitter. <laughs> if, I, if I was a celebrity, I just wouldn't be on Twitter. Yeah, don't write emotions in text and put it online. Yeah. Keep those for video. All right, let's do some Super Chats. Okay, I believe we left off at Dizwiz that gave uh, a currency that I couldn't possibly comprehend. Ian, don't give up hope and don't compromise. Hava Owen says, love you, Ian. Never stop asking questions on IRL. Uh, I love the, like, wh- I was telling you one day, like, when we were when we were talking about doing <laughs> these shows, like, I there is a point where you have to, like, learn to just be good at, like, just to ask questions. Like, the best thing you can do is just be inquisitive and then let the conversation go from there. Yeah, and you learn a lot, too. It's fun. Yep. Nathan Settlemeyer says, your mom jumped in a Lake Eyrie and floated the Midwest. That's, Rude. Uh, I think that's Lake Erie. Erie, my bad. I just language. I just uh, language shamed you. There it's go. my home state, Great Lake. Go Cleveland. Bobcat says everyone needs to read some James Elroy books. I recommend the American Tabloid trilogy. Okay, I'll James keep Elroy. that in mind. And obviously, my chat just scrolled downwards. Awesome, Darius Harvey with the big donation. Thank you, Darius. Dude, legend, legend. Darius Harvey. Does he ever stop gaming? Uh, Rolando uh, Ramirez, bro, I didn't get a notification. Love y'all stream. See that we, we need to we need to 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 get into contact with with uh, with YouTube. Also, guys, we are like let, we're like a hundred subscribers away from forty k. Hit that yeah. subscribe button. We and are getting ding very close to. Bell. It would be a very fantastic gift for Mary when she gets back to be at forty k. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm just going to claim that we smashed the record today with no proof or evidence. Uh, I am allowed to do that. Jonathan Harris says, Brett, you could go and view our uh, achieved web pages. I think he means archived. Yeah. Archived. Nothing truly dies on the Internet. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's I mean, that's one of the funniest things to watch. Like all the celebrities have their stuff gets archived and then they get <laughs> sometimes we have to pull up articles here from from archive sites because by, by the time we go to talk about it, it's gone. Dude, um, not not to go like on, on a large segue, but my master's degree was based. My thesis was basically measuring the amount of bias between like different news uh, medias. Like, I picked like three conservative and like three dem- uh, Democrat ones, and the amount of times that I would go to like reference a point, and the point would be like completely removed from the article. That was like the beginnings of like a huge red pill for me. Yeah, and stealth editing. 
not yeah like beyond like self-editing like completely changing the scope and the premise of the whole article or they have like links that have nothing to do with like what the point they're making is like an article started literally like this like explaining like the salaries and the roles that a certain like new position ironically with the irs even back then that they were gonna have and the by the end, the article was like, this is the cutest puppy in NA. It's like, what the hell? Like, they just changed the subject so radically that it's, like, incomprehensible. Sometimes I worry that I do that on here, that I just, like, because I'm trying to push the conversation along, That's and a, I'm like, segue. It's pretty good in in vocal conversation. Yeah. It's a lot more interesting because you get to listen to the tone when yep, things change. Exactly. At least we look cute while doing it. I actually use, like, my audio spikes to figure out where we are in a conversation when I'm doing the editing afterwards because my voice goes up when I'm about to start a new segment. Oh, nice. That's exclusively how I do IRL clips because, like, <laughs> this is everyone's tone. This is Tim's. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Tacti Platy says, Ian and Britt, have you watched Star Trek Lower Decks? I think you would like Star Trek poking fun of itself. Season 3 comes out later this month. I've heard good things about Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds. I have not watched them. I have not, no. This is the first time I've even heard of that. Dane, I recall that... Uh, sorry, from Raymond G. Stanley Jr., Dane, I recall that one IRL episode when they looked up prawn. (laughs) Ian said, oh, my God, that's uh, X. It was hilarious. (laughs) What was that about? What what episode was that? How long ago was that? Um, Contrary to popular opinion, I do not remember all of them by memory. (laughs) Was that the the political prawn where I was like, they were going like, welcome. The Russian Federation is your friend. The I think Russians it's the one where Tim was friend. like, there's like, some what? on YouTube and you were like, absolutely not. And you, know, you start looking it up on the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you're like, oh my god, it's real! Oh, I remember that. <laughs> like, yeah, Legendary IRL moment. Bad App says, new podcast name. <laughs> Sassy... Can I say that? I think you can say that. Sassy Gay Boys. Well, Taika Waititi might approve of that. Gee, thanks. And Nathan Cross. Ian, that already happened in the UK. A lot of sexual... Blank went on investigated because of racial aspects. Yeah, that that was Tim was covering that a lot um, a couple of years. I, I don't. I mean, you might still be doing so, but like, yeah, that was a, a very big thing. Eric Wallen says, "Yo, Ian, shout out from the Northeast Ohio. Appreciate that you try to bring some unity on IRL. Diversity without unity is decomposition." Oof, that's a quote right there. Cool one. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad app says Dane your birth control <laughs> alarm keeps going off you know there's a great episode of house where um, a little girl who's, who comes in with her mom her mom or it's her mom or grandma and her grandma speaks Mandarin and the little girl speaks English she's like 15 or 16 and she wants birth control and she's like trying to get him to give her birth control while under the guise of bringing the mom in to get like a checkup and then like he gives it to her and then finally like uh, the girl like screws it up and the mom gets the, the birth control and she gets the decongestants he's like how can you screw that up it comes in a little round wheel you lost me a good episode of house oh, f off yeah. says people are too soft and will not change it's crazy how parents stop hitting their kids and now we have super woke gay people online i don't know if we should have said all of that but my bad i want to go back to, to <laughs> dane talking about how he doesn't like the show house and how that's a problem and frankly it's problematic that dane doesn't like the show house with you laurie some random guy in chat said dane 20 i agree <laughs> 
Um, scroll down, scroll down, and obviously I lost the order in chat. Dane, it sometimes just scrolls me all the way down. Waffle bro. Sensei says, Dane, you have been looking a lot slimmer ju just over the past couple of weeks. Great job, but there's, uh, but that's not good enough, sir. It says, I need you to start regaining the weight as muscle. Get it, bro. I actually am. By the way, my entire weight loss journey, like... 50% of it, I owe it to this man because he taught me about intermittent fasting. It changed my life. I have been dieting and doing exercises for two years, and I would put on weight and never freaking lose it. I was a fat guy Thank eating you. salads every day, and it was messing me up. And, like, with this just a little nuanced comment of, like, you can't drink coffee. It'll break the fast. Once I stopped doing that, I literally lost 10 pounds in a week. Yeah, it's uh, Rhonda Patrick is the person to look at for all this information. But she was saying that anything other than water will break the fast. I think it's like some sort of shock proteins that your body's got going on. Stress shock proteins, maybe that are that start um, occurring when you're fasting. Uh, and I point you towards the biologist for this one. Rhonda Patrick, intermittent fasting. Well, but you're the one that told me and I've lost 60 pounds. Jesus. So How do you feel? Dude, I. I feel great. I did one of those things that they do in like fat people shows where like you carry like the weight that you lost. And I was like legitimately like summing up. I was like, oh my God, never again. <laughs> like, it's just insane. It's so heavy. That was me. It's incredible because you still look like you. It's all, I'd have to see a picture. I should see a picture side by side to really see the difference because I keep seeing you and I just keep thinking you look like you, but you like, look great. Watch old blog episodes yeah. and it's like day and night. Intermittent fasting. Feel maybe. great. Look great, right? Yeah, damn, damn straight. Thanks for bringing up that you don't drink coffee on an intermittent fast. Nothing but water. Nothing but water. Apparently they say tea, but like, I think nay. I've heard that breaks the fast. Anything other than H two O break, but I don't know. All right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna save those super chats for the for the end, but we're gonna we're gonna go to Podluck and we're gonna talk Lady Gaga. That's right, Lady Gaga. We just had the thing the other day where she got hit in the head with like a teddy bear during a concert. Now <laughs> she stops the show multiple times so that she can get on her soapbox. I don't care about the politics. I do not care. I do not care about... Uh, we covered a, uh, Roe v. Wade when it first happened. That was like, I, I went to Tim and like, that okay, if we talk about it, you know, do you care? Uh, like, yeah, it's fine because it's a big part of Hollywood culture. We thought it was weird how celebrities kept like evangelizing and loved, like, they love to talk about abortion. Like, like, they, like they think it's a great thing. And it's creepy. But my problem here is that she stops a concert multiple times to talk about it. So she says, Lady Gaga is using her massive arena platform to promote, to promote abortion rights. The Born This Way singer fired up fans in Washington, D.C. on Monday, announcing during the latest stop on her Chromatica Ball tour that the duration of the shows this summer would now be dedicated to the reproductive rights of women. Uh, she made the declaration during a piano-based version of the 2011 hit Edge of Glory, according to a video posted on Twitter. She says, I would like to dedicate this song to every woman in America, to every woman who, is now, who now has to worry about her body if she gets pregnant, the 36-year-old pop star said to a cheering crowd. I pray this country will speak, for, uh, speak up and will stick together uh, and that we will not stop until it's right. That, that's not, then it comes later. It says, throughout the song, she would take a break from singing to slam the Supreme Court in their decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Isn't there like a point where like, you're like a, like, okay. Her, her quote is literally, she says, some stuff is more important. Uh, she says, what about, uh, okay, I want to say uh, that basically she says, I apologize for being such a downer, but insisting it was something she felt she had to bring up. And she says that some stuff is more important. That is what your Twitter profile is for. 
That is what your publicist is for. That is what your Instagram channel is for. Your concert is not the time to do that. Maybe even you could make the argument if you want to make a statement right at the very beginning or right at the very end, but to continually interrupt performances to give this feels unbelievably selfish to me and weird. Dude, beyond. Like, potentially like a hot take. Like, pretty much before, like, four years ago, every time I would hear, like, the point of view of, like, a pro-abortion person and, like, a pro-life person, I would struggle because, like, I'd always think, like, wow, they both have good points, you know? Like, I kind of get the auton- the body autonomy thing, and I also get, like, well, this is, it's a life, and, like, I struggled in between them. But, like, it's it really was, like, until, like, the non-stop relentless, yep. like, this is it, this is the only way... You're a freaking bigot, like, unless you think otherwise, that it just pushes me to the other end. And at this point, I don't care about that. I don't even care about that. I care about the stopping the show and then saying there's something, there's some things more important than showbiz to people that paid good money to see you perform. But what I'm saying is that apparently, like, because it, later in the article, like, it gives a reason why it's so important to her. It's, like, quite tragic, honestly. And it's, so do you think that, I don't, I've never seen an example where, like, scolding and lecturing, like, really pushed the needle. And my guess is that most of the people that see her pro- play live probably fall in the same yeah, like spectrum as her. Like, who's going to a Lady Gaga concert and being, like, you know, like, radically from the other side? Like, I don't yeah. think, like, she's attracting, like, the radical Mormon people. I kind of think that as a performer that she has earned the right to do whatever she wants. In the, middle of, in the middle of the show. Yeah, if she okay. wants to sell people tickets to come watch her dress up in a green bunny outfit <laughs> and, and puke on stage and then eat bat heads, great. She earned it. She's She's been tr- touring for two decades, and, you know, people love her for who she is. And if, as long, I, But I, at this point... The only people that I'm really interested in hearing criticize her behavior are the people that were at the show. Mm-hmm. I want to know what they think about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I'm asking you as a performer, is this something that you would do? Would you stop a performance midway through a song to no, talk about something not, that's n- not relevant to the song? Not at this stage of my life. Yeah. If, if something were really important and I needed to wake people up to it that I thought, then yeah, absolutely. I'm not a musician, but I am a consumer. And okay, Let's say we're, we go, let's say we, we as a bunch of groups, as, as the bro code got together and went to watch Bullet Train after this, and then like 20 minutes into Bullet Train, Brad Pitt just turns and looks into the camera and starts lecturing you on something to do with politics or culture, and then the movie just starts back up again. That's weird. I don't know how much different it would be in, in this context. Should or a play. Okay, or a play. That's, that's a better example. You go, to, you go see um, uh, Hamilton, or you go to see Wicked, and they stop midway through the first act and start talking to you about... Maybe they do that. I don't know. That's like know. Dada. Yeah. Was, that's like 1920s weird surrealist theater where they'd like bring a dog out on stage, and it would take a crap, and then the lights would go out, and then they'd all... That would be the end of the show, and they'd be like, what did we just see? To me, it's you say that she's earned that right. Do the ticket payers not earn the right to have a, a performance free of something that has nothing to do with that song? Um, They don't really have the right. I mean, they're not the ones doing it, so they 
I don't think they get to decide what she does. But they have the right to not go back if it bothers. Sure, yeah, yeah. and they can complain about it, and they can they can talk about it too. If they didn't like what she did, they should let her know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to be Mr. Nuance Man, but like I think right is a word that people throw out all the time in, in scenarios where it doesn't. Maybe make smart sense. is a better yeah. uh, point. Is it smart of her to do this? Yeah. I would argue that it probably is because most of the people there are going to agree with her anyways, so it's not going to really matter. But if this was if this was me. And I do have views from all over the spectrum. So there's a lot of things that I might end up watching that I might disagree with a person on or, or, or agree with a person on. Uh, that's kind of uh, one of the, the pitfalls of like having a weird political uh, a spectrum of politics and beliefs, whether or not just politics, but culture that you're not always going to agree with people. Right. I don't know if I want people to do it in the middle of the performance. Oh, I don't want to see it, but that's I'm not going to tell her she can't do mm-hmm. it. It's like I said, I talk about like there's a lot of actors that I that I love who I can't stand their their Twitter feeds, but love their performances of I would have a lot different take if I was subjected to what their beliefs are from their Twitter pages. If it was thrown into a performance, what, they were kind of what I'm thinking about is uh, bait and switch, which is actually like an illegal thing for a company to do to be like, hey, come buy our soda. And then you buy it. and It turns out it's a different soda than what you thought you were buying. Yeah. So you could maybe make the dis- argument that she pulled a bait and switch on people sold tickets to a music show and then they got there and it was a political diatribe Mm -hmm. but i don't like trying to control artists like i kind of just am like do your thing you know my my free yeah my 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 phrasing there is uh right isn't or uh uh, right is not the right word i guess what i'm saying is like uh, i'm asking if it would bother you uh yeah i probably yeah if dave grohl started you know talking about well, politics, but if you start talking about Taylor, like his old drummer, yeah. then I'm into it. Like, yeah. it just depends. Do I, is it something that I want to hear? You know, it's a real personal thing. Yeah. Yep. Dane? I mean, obviously I'm bothered, you know, <laughs> but it's like, I'm bothered by lots of things. All right. All right. We've got two more. And I want to talk about this one very quickly because I believe that they have proven that they have lost the plot over at Warner Brothers once again, because the whole point, uh, basically they've tripled the budget for Joker 2. For uh, for fully ado, uh, twenty million dollars to Joaquin Phoenix to play the Joker, ten million dollars to Lady Gaga, who we were just talking about, to play uh, supposedly Harley Quinn. I've heard mixed messages. If she might be playing Harley Quinn, she might not. It's going to be a musical production. Now I'm just picturing her stopping in the middle of her performance in the movie to talk <laughs> yeah. about uh, abortion rights. Abortion. <laughs> so uh, they're going to spend one hundred and fifty million dollars on that this movie. But the beauty of the first one is that they didn't spend that much money on it that it felt smaller and more self-contained 150 million is almost what they spent to make the batman hot take this movie was overrated which one joker Joker? the joker i didn't see it it's clips it's good like it's a good movie but people were like it's a cinematic masterpiece they're saying that because the media tried to turn it into like this weird like uh, alt-right thing where they're like it's for the incels dude for it is like an ode to incels like it's an ode to a dude who, 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 who's mentally ill and society doesn't care about him. Incels, right? Like, isn't it? Like, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I, this is more about the, the, the pain of a society that no longer uh, values you and you have to kind of deal with that when nobody cares. In all seriousness, he, he is like a super tragic character. Yeah, absolutely. And like completely cast aside and like truly not like completely neglected. Mm-hmm. But. Is that the Joker? So no, the Joker's like a mobster that gets thrown in a vat of acid. So that's the thing. So like that's why I, you know, like where where they just like turn like one of my favorite like villains of all time that's like 
a closer to like Iago, like a classic, you know, like Shakespearean character. They actually make that joke. There's a meme that says 19, uh, 1989, they throw the Joker into a vat of acid to, cre- to create the Joker. Uh, 2019, they throw the Joker into society. They throw... The uh, throw him into society to create the Joker. There's, oh, there's a, wow. Society is basically is like is, is the acid is the, is the vat of acid. Is the is the real original Joker? Is Jack Napier is his name? I believe right. Yeah. And then, was that the uh, Jack Nicholson no, story? Not, the real the, one. Uh, um, not Jack Napier. Napier is that's in the Three Jokers timeline. Uh, um, so so it's like uh, for for the Arthur Fleck version. Somebody goes um, um, Affleck, A Fleck. Like that. They made the. And Dane would love that because he loves Ben Affleck as Batman. Let's not start this. No, let's start this. I'm sure that the chat would love it. Top three him. things about Ben Affleck is Batman. Oh, oh, oh I God. Could, I could give you so many. His height. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that he loved, he loved Batman far before he got the role. He was in Mallrats. He was, it, beautiful. He, and don't forget Dogma. And, uh, when the movie ends... The fact that there, the movie has a limited time and it's not infinite. I, I did not like his, as you can see, like he his hated, performance. He hated. I don't like it. Yeah. Like he was just like too brooding. And like Batman's a brooding character. It's like, okay, bro. That- did he just say that Batman was too brooding? That's Imagine. Oh my imagine. God. I felt like Ben. I mean, he's not a horrible actor, but I always felt like he kind of rode Matt Damon's coattails. He's hit or miss. Like he was awesome in Dogma, right? I never thought. I didn't think so. I never really thought he was awesome. He was so bad in Mallrats. He was the worst actor in the movie. <gasps> I didn't see that. I love Ben Affleck. Just very awkward. He was young, still figuring out how to act. But I, like, Argo, okay. the town. I feel like I'm gonna meet him one day, and I'll have to eat the. I'll be like, sorry, <laughs> I did say this stuff about you, you bro. Sorry, <laughs> I haven't seen any of your new I work. I love you, man. Uh, Armageddon. So it's just it was okay. When it comes to $150 million, uh, when it comes to superhero movies, $150 is more on the cheap side of things. For comparison, fellow DC movie The Batman had a production budget of somewhere between $185 and $200 million. They spent $50 million to make the first Joker and made a billion without China. Damn. There is no reason to spend $150 million on this movie. In fact, if anything... An, incre- an increasingly slick production look will take away from the cinematography and make it feel unlike itself. I wonder if they're taking the profits from the first one and saying, let's just spend 10% of it. Let's, let's make a, a risky, weird movie. And they're making a freaking musical. Like, why would you I do lo- that? I love the, I, I said this before, I love the concept of using the musical scenes during bits of extreme violence. Where he's, I, I want to see him uh, destroying people while singing. I do want to see that. I would love to see stuff like that. Excuse but, me, this is going to be a musical? Yes. That's why they got Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh it's going to be freaking goodness. awesome. I mean, she's an actress as well. Yeah, she is. So, so I have no problem with it. But they don't need to spend $150 million on this movie. They don't. I mean, they, they're going to make it. They, there's no... Yeah, it's already in production, but they don't need to spend that much money. I'm saying it's losing what made it special, what gave the first one its identity, which was the smaller budget, the smaller story. I don't need it to feel like another superhero movie. I need it to feel like an individual story. Well, you can get good... Like uh, Star Wars, the first one, episode four, was very low budget, and then they had a huge budget for the second one, and it was as good, if not better. Okay, well, then, then there's precedent that it could work it's, out, but I, I worry that... Dude, if this he's dancing made- around playing a lute and singing while he's cutting guys up i mean that's gonna be freaking yeah, crazy like sweeney todd yep 
So it will see. It's coming out October fourth of twenty twenty four. So we will see where that goes. But I am not. Uh, I'm not happy with that announcement because I think that Hollywood's best concept right now is smaller budgets. When you said they're going to make it, did you mean they're going to make the money back? Yeah, they're going to make the money back. Like, who cares? Yes, but I. But I feel like it's losing itself along the way. But like, is its identity the fact that it made fifty million dollars? That it cost, that it cost 50, fifty million dollars. I, I think that, that the so idea now. that something caught that when you spent when you have less to work with, it forces you as a creator to be more creative and work harder. Okay, when you throw me and me and Mary talk about this all the time. When you just throw a bunch of CGI vomit at the screen because you have the money to do so, it feels di- un- impersonal. It does not feel real. The what gives this movie its feel is that they had to work create a lot. With very little, and I think that can. T- I'm not saying don't up the budget. I'm not saying don't give them 75 million so that you can get Lady Gaga to do this role. But is that a lot of it's the 150 is going to actor salaries? He he's making 20 million. Walking uh, Phoenix is going to make 20 million off this, and she's going to make 10. So that's that's a fifth of the budget. So, and then are they doing CGI? Do you know what the budget's I, planned I, for? Uh, I mean, you can't know that ahead of time. But uh, plus I, a inflation. I wonder if the same stuff costs mm, twice as much these days. Fat. That's a fair point. I could be. I could be. I, I still don't know if it needs 150 million dollars. Something, something, sexism. Something, something. Yes, there you go. All right, uh, and we're going to finish with womp, womp, womp. And today's womp, womp, womp is very sad because we are the womp, womp, womp today. Meaning that we have pushed against Ezra Miller's uh, continually hilariously evil and awful behavior as of late. But what society is telling us is that it doesn't matter that. If you're a winner to Hollywood, you're going to win either way. Uh, and uh, basically, the first thing says that the Ezra Miller saga now involves Vermont Child Services. We talked before about how yeah. there was the mom from Hawaii who flew to Vermont to be in his compound with her kids. And the father wants the kids back. And now Vermont, uh, the Vermont State Police repeatedly attempted to serve the mother of an emergency care order that demanded the children's removal from her care and the home over fear for their safety. But Miller claimed the family has lived there in months which the vermont state attorney said seemed like an attempt to evade service of the order according to the court document obtained by rolling stone so we have this we have the fact that just the other day we talked about the fact that he got arrested again for burglary uh ian i was walking i was walking downstairs and ian goes dude ezra miller's back in the news and i'm like what what happens like right before i come on the show every week literally like something always just happens so he's arrested again uh, and then we get this notice that says that Flash reportedly test, uh, testing better with audiences than any DCEU film, which means that either people don't know or don't care. I, I would err on the side know. of don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, we rail against it here because we're in this sphere, and I'm like, everyone must know because I see so much of this stuff. You forget that you're in your own bubble of sorts when you when you report on stuff like not everyone's going to know exactly what you're talking about so if, if joe schmo 32 is at the movie theater and all he sees is ezra miller and he doesn't know that ezra miller's a weirdo who ran a cult out of an airbnb in iceland <laughs> then 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 he has no prejudice against the film so he, he gets arrested again and then we have this here where it's just ezra miller the day after his arrest i want you to look at this face that he's making ladies and gentlemen Dude. this is the womp 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 for us because this is the face of a dude who knows that he is not going to get in trouble for his bad behavior, and he's literally mocking you for it. He's, like, untouchable. He is. It's insane. And it, it's, like, 
this guy is a C-lister. I know I always disagree with people when it's like C, B, D, whatever. Like, this guy was, like, in a movie. And, yeah. like, who cares? Like, he could be, like, substituted for a generic good-looking brunette guy number 12. Yep. So it's like, how is he so above the law? Because he's in the Flash. Right now, they're promoting the Flash. They don't want any of this stuff to be in the news. Once the Flash, if it makes a lot of money, they're going to probably try and get him for the Flash 2 and make it not in the news. If it tanks, then it'll probably you'll see him in the news and they'll pariah the guy. So they've got they've got conti- they've got their contingency plans and what they have to do like if they're going to release this film. Basically, the idea is it says as per the Hollywood Reporter, a source with knowledge of the situation. I love those people. It's like a, cl- a source close to the president said, "Who knows who that is? Is that even a real person? We have no idea." Alleges that the studio has one preferred course of action. Miller, who said uh, he, to be currently staying with their mother, is apparently intending to receive professional help in the near future. If this occurs, Warner Brothers hopes that they could give an interview explaining their erratic behavior in an attempt to clear the air and rebuild their reputation in this event. The Flash would be released as planned. The other one is, alternatively, Miller. if Miller does not go ahead with seeking professional help, the studio could nevertheless press forward and drop the Flash in cinemas next summer, but instead remove the leading star from the movie's promotional tour and only allow them to do limited press. That seems like a very, very difficult path forward. Yeah, the movie's about Ezra Miller. Yeah. Dude, I would have scrapped this movie like a year ago. Like, I, I don't like, and then like, uh, I don't even agree with like Kevin, uh... Kevin Smith had a thing recently. It's like, you shouldn't have scrapped the Batgirl movie because Latina. And I'm like, well, they should have scrapped Batgirl because it looked awful, but they should also scrap this garbage because Ezra Miller is literally terrorizing half the country. For real though. Like, how can they justify like giving this guy like they the, can't the main scrap stage? It. It, it costs too much. It's they, done. And isn't it? It's in post right now. It's it's yeah. They're, they're they just they're in the middle of reshoots right now. It's slated for October uh, June Bro. of twenty twenty three. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we're gonna see this movie. <laughs> yep. It'd be a waste. Not and to... and it will be good pu- publicity all around. Sadly, because a lot of people like me and Mary were like, look, we want to see it now because I want to. I'm actually curious about just how awful how it will turn out. Like I like a morbid curiosity says I need to know how this turns out. Honestly, I'm more curious of Batgirl. Like I I want to see like the epic failure that. So that's so bad that they had to take off films. They've yeah. got to leak that at some point. Someone's got to leak will. that. Yeah. Dude, my theory is that they're they're going for like the room types of marketing where it's like, oh, bro, you they can't, can't even- really. No, I, I, they can't release that now in any because of the way that tax credit was done. It can't ever come Bat out. Batgirl can't. Yeah. What do you mean tax credit? Uh, be, be, because they 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 by by scrapping the picture for some type of of tax write off, oh. it cannot be released. Oh. They can't get that credit and then choose to release it. That's I can't imagine that that's going to sit on a shelf forever. It, I hope it has to. Personally, I hope that I see it. I one mean, day. they could theoretically leak it, but they can't make money off a leak. Right. Right. It would be like a a torrent. Yeah. Something like so. that. Yeah, dude. Like, it's just... Well, I want you to, again, look at this face and tell me he's not smirking at you. Dude, it's... It, I mean, why wouldn't he? He just keeps getting away with it. Like, every everything he does is more outlandish the next time. Like, this guy and is like... he came back in a cowboy outfit. Like, he's gonna invade a country next. Could like, <laughs> and people are gonna be like, yeah, well, he's on the flash. We put too much money in it. Yes, like, what the hell? Exactly. So... I don't know. Let, let's do some super chats. Let's do some super chats. Hopefully nobody... Ho- I don't want to look at Ezra laughing at me anymore. Dude, by the way, like, is Darius Harvey my new boyfriend? Like, I, what's I, going on? This mm-hmm. dude freaking rules. Like, he did, like, three ninety nine point ninety nine donations. 
Darius Harvey is officially our, our sugar daddy. I'll allow why, it. Why not 100, though? What's the 99.99? Uh, when you do it through uh, an, like Google Play, like if you have like an, uh, an Android phone, it takes the penny. Uh, oh, my gosh. So you got to give $100 and one cent? No, no. It, it, like what, what, All the ones that are even numbers are from likely from iPhones. That's weird. I could have that backwards. It could be the other way around. But they it's like one, one of them takes a penny, yeah. All I'm saying, probably today, once again, I tied my freaking record of five crisis parties. And I, yeah. honestly, I'm not a mathematician, but I wouldn't be surprised if we were at six. Who knows? I'm setting it again. Just yeah, that's well earned. Thank you, guys. So let's, re let's read the super chats. Uh, Hobbit says, Dane, on desert, on desert Island, choose one. MMO, MOBA, or RPG? I choose an RPG. Which one? Uh, Final Fantasy VI, because it's the greatest. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. It is the greatest. Uh, name what that I can't possibly comprehend. Here's to Dane, the Crisis Party King, and with a little king emoji. We need to get you like a crown. You should. I've been playing Pillars of Eternity. You ever play that RPG? No, where is it at? Uh, it's on Steam, on PC. It's okay. What, I mean... What kind is it? It's like an isometric, like Baldur's Gate, top-down, six-person in your party. Dude, I haven't played Baldur's Gate. Does it hold up? Uh... uh tough to say because i played it when it came out so i have the nostalgic love for it yeah i've played it probably i played the first one twice played the second one three times with the expansion uh thrown a ball it, it's better than neverwinter nights i think um yeah yeah i think it does uh check out Baldur's gate 2 if you're gonna play one thank you okay that's the really good one i could use a solid rpg sorry scrolling down scrolling down uh walker walker texas, texas ranger oh, danger wow. walker texas danger which is oh, a great name a little bit of Chuck Norris. Uh, the irony of using Born This Way to promote a abortion rise is not lost on Nor me. Nor should it be, my friend. Nor should it be. Legendary. It's not even her best song anyways. Her best song is clearly Just Dance. And my thing just went down again. It keeps happening. Okay, wait, wait. Next was Darius Harvey, who, again, thank you. Legendary Giga Chad, three times Sugar Daddy. Hobbit says, Darius robbed the <laughs> bank. Hope he dressed up as Ezra. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. He should. Or, or if you if you had the Flash's powers, you could just run really fast to get into the bank. Legend. Uh, Jonathan Harris says, watch this movie be the <laughs> highest grossing movie. No way, dude. Cool. That, that Honestly, that wouldn't be like, uh, okay, we're, uh, Dane, you're $2 in, in some sense from cracking the record. You, want, you should donate it yourself. I think they can. You get, you, you're too, $2. You're, you're I about, think I'm worth it. You guys about are about to, to send Dane over the edge. Oh, no, Dude, we're no, going to no. break the record together. It, it goes on, we did it. It's, there it is. So it's meant there to it be. is. You're uh, now officially. You know. Dane is officially. Oh, Dane and uh, we have tied. We just needed the boys. The boy, to it, handle the boys business. business. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. You should take a vacation more often. <laughs> She's going to come back and be like, no, 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 no. All no, the record's broken. All the records are broken. Javi J, as the official treehouse <laughs> of White Boy Summer, I be giving Dane an official warning for us to use of Smoke Show in a previous SC. What does SC mean? Um, I don't, uh, super chat. Super chat. Ah, cool. Since he is the patron saint of White Boy Summer, this will not be part of his official record. Hi, Ian and Brett, too. Hi. Um, I have no problem with smoke show. I, uh, me and Chet can argue. Chet Hanks is not a fan of the term smoke show. I find it endearing. 
Uh, I say leave smoke show alone. You're allowed to describe women, or, or I guess women can describe men as smoke shows. Smoke too. show like she's smoking hot? Yeah. 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 What's well, also a good adjective to describe smoking hot chicks? She's so hot that there's smoke coming up off her there, body. That's a, what I'm saying. That's there's what's a, a pro wrestler, uh, a female pro wrestler named Scarlett Bordeaux, who, who's, her Instagram ah. says, literally says, uh, rest, pro wrestling professional smoke show. She's, oh, she's, she's, she's is, professional. She is super fine. I actually had a wet t-shirt one time and my, <laughs> I was meditating like a monk and my body temperature got so hot that steam started coming up off the shirt. It's happened multiple times. Incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, that's the kind of commentary that breaks pop culture crisis records. It mm -hmm. does. Frankly. I think another super chat's coming in. All right. We gotta, I'm struggling with this gun. Uh, we gotta, don't worry about it. We gotta, it's, so it says bad, bad apps. I don't know if I want to read that. Uh, bad app. I'm not reading that. Uh. <laughs> um, thanks. Hobbit says best isometric is Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, wow. Well, you might be right about that, actually. That's and true? I still haven't. Be I've tried to play a multiplayer twice, and both times the other people ended up getting distracted and quitting. So I still haven't beaten the game, but it is amazing. What's it about? Well, you, you crash land on an island, and then you have to work your way in, and there's people that are, like, using magic, but they're also, they have humans as slaves, I think. Uh, that's about as far in as I got. Have you seen the Tales series? No. There are recent en entry, like, I think it's Tales of, oh, my God, I forget the, the name. The Inverted World on TimCast.com. Hey Check it out. Check it out. I mean, sure, segue to that. Uh, Jonathan Harris says, have the record, Dane. Hey, it's the boys. It's a record for the boys. We're going to need to get you like a shirt that says uh, uh, <laughs> Crisis Party Record Holder. I couldn't do it without Ian. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Co-record holders. It's, it's like, it's like, we're, a, it's like yeah. we're a group in an RPG. I'm yes. a healer. What's your role? Um, Red Mage. You get, to, you get to pick mine since I wouldn't be good at knowing this. What would I be? You would be a... Oh, I'm trying to think of something insulting. Right, I'll, I'll be the tank then. If you're going to be a Red Mage, then we don't tank, need a Tank, Red mage. mage, and I'll... I'll, I'll Call you the Thank monk because you. you know kung fu and stuff. Uh, Waffle Sensei says Flash needs to not happen. That's what I'm saying, bro. People who don't oh. like the Flash, like Dave, don't care about this movie, and the true Flash fans like me don't want this either. Dave, uh, Dave made a point one day where he said, um, "He's like nobody cares about the Flash." I said, That's not true. A lot of people love the Flash. Who's Dave? Dave is uh, an insult that they have for Dane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just don't say my name. When, right. when Dane says something they disagree with, they call him Dave. An Dave. Another one. Dave, Darius Harvey. Another might, one. Darius Harvey might have actually robbed a bank. This is incomprehensible. <laughs> Darius. <laughs> is it Darius? I don't, don't know. I think so. Look Joe, at those! Look at those emojis with the sunglasses. Whoa, dude! Those uh, are expensive sunglasses on that lit. emoji. That's that I know. Joseph McFarland says, "Let's add a." Little stank to the sting. No idea what that means. Lindsay sent a dollar. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Uh, Nathan Settlemeyer says, <laughs> bread in wet ankle warmers. Mm, good. Uh, save it for the OnlyFans. <laughs> okay. Uh, never thought I'd be reading that. Darius Harvey sends three emojis of dudes in glasses. Oh, that's as what's going on. As he keeps sugar daddying me. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Goddamn. <laughs> Waffle Sensei says, we want PCC after show, and we want wet t-shirt in. Okay. It's possible. Keep that in mind. There's um, another one from Alex Meh, uh, making beds. Garfield for life, all white boy summer, and hybrid. That's graphene for life. <laughs> graphene for life. Yeah. Wow. Forget I it. said yeah. Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Reading is unnecessary. Hello, Alex. How about Owens? The boy's doing it better. Watch out, Mary. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I told you. 
the grandmas in chat <laughs> put the money. Ladies gonna have babies. <laughs> all the ladies <laughs> that want to have babies are down with the Harry boys. All of them. feeling good tonight. Damn. The, uh, the yeah. Bro, you're going to need a lot of them now. Yeah. We're all at, what, seven? Dude, if you guys could see yeah. Dane Font looking yeah. like Scarface over there with yeah. all his hundreds, just all, <laughs> all those 20s. Look at that, all that money. The eye. Oh, dude, the gun is out of money. We need money gun control. Money gun control. Money gun control. It's okay. Guys, thank you so much for, for everything what? today. Oh. This has been uh, a hell of a show. I was actually worried uh, uh, starting it off and like because we had the not live show yesterday. We were doing the, the orders different today. I got people sitting in different places. It's been all over the place, but, but everybody watching, this has been so much fun. Uh, thank you, Ian, so much for oh, coming Thanks today. for having me, man. Let everyone know where they can find you. Well, you get me through iancrossland.net. You can hit me up on any of the social networks you find there. Search for me online. Send me a message anywhere you want. And I'll be on Timcast IRL tonight night at 8 o'clock p.m., 8 to 10 on YouTube, TimCast IRL. I'll see you there. Perfect. Dane, there's a bunch more you got to read. Uh, <laughs> Hobbit says uh, something I do not believe I will read. Joseph, uh, Joseph McFarland says that was code for making it rain, no pain. Cool. And Nathan Settlemeyer says, do the sausage dance? <laughs> I, I think I think it's this one. I just always like gyrate my hips. Oh, look at me looking swole, yo. Shout out to Soldier Fit. Uh, Keeper to excess. They are delusional. Mary, please come back. She will. Yeah, she, she, will. She, will she will. She will be back at the end of next week. We're going to have a, 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 a guest a guest in her seat during the week next week, but she will be back. I guess we're just going to have to operate on a deficit when she's back because the <laughs> fans don't lie. They want the boys. <laughs> Javi J says, not so breaking otaku, oh, not so breaking otaku Disney news brought. Am I even bought reading? the right to bleach 1000? I'm just so excited. A thousand year blood war arc. Please stopping effing what I love. Disney Disney will not stop effing what you love because there's nothing these companies love more than to just pillage and plunder all of your favorite IP and ruin it. <laughs> Dude, bad up. I am not going to read that. And thanks, I guess. And one more from uh, Regatan. Regatan with the incomprehensible currency. Dane font. More like Dane comic sans. <laughs> I like it. Um, That's a font. And it's a good font. Tis. Uh, uh, I have a question for you. Is there any situation... Ever in which papyrus is okay? No. I guess you've got to get something written down and you don't have any paper. Ma, uh, the only one who gets to use is Massage Envy. It's the only place that uses Helvetica is the font. <laughs> Do not fret. I'm a Times New Roman guy. Time. Actually, give me impact all the way. I'm Times New Roman. I'm yeah, Times New like Roman. It. All right, there's a bunch. you got to keep going. Okay, so Caper 2X, no Roberto Jr., Brett... Uh, we, there's a, uh, yeah, not, not so great. Darius, Dane Font, yep, no Roberto Jr. And then one more. Uh, Holes in the Kid says Dane has pretty hair. I attribute it to the fasting. Thank you. Uh, and one more under that from Waffle <laughs> oh Sensei. Oh my God. Let's break more records. Uh, Waffle Sensei, they started OnlyFans for <laughs> Darius Harvey. I just might. <laughs> I just might. Dane, let everyone know where they can find you. I will after I read this super check because they keep coming. Andrew, you had to join live to read what Bad App says. <laughs> also, ETuber PCC when? Maybe later. And you can follow me at Dingfoot on Twitter. Perfect. Uh, we, yeah! we, uh, uh, one more. Keep going. You got to go. Hobbit says hostage sausage party. <laughs> Hostage sausage? sausage party, like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this one is for the women who will have children. Another one! <laughs> 
Thousand foot deep and says hashtag hostage crisis. Love you, mamas. Lo- we we <laughs> love we, the mamas. We, guys, we love all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in today for bo- the boys episode boys of cast. Pop Culture Crisis. We can't call it boys cast. That Oops. is copyrighted and taken. But thank you so much for joining today. We will be back next weekend, w- next week with episodes on Monday. But for now, if you'd like to follow me on online, it's on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. <laughs> I am not reading that one bad app. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Raymond G. Stanley says Dane is so pumped. Dane, I how am. Pumped? Ah! How how pumped are you? I'm pretty pumped, dude. It's like we smashed a record. Like we're at seven now. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Guys, uh, every day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can follow us here, watch the show. It's so much fun having you guys following along with us as we discuss the ridiculousness that is Hollywood and culture. Uh, if you want to listen rather than watch around Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, all good places that podcasts are sold. We are also on social media, Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. We will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>